All right, y'all, it's Friday, the 22nd of September, officially now into the fall season, unless you're in Houston, Texas, where I was just talking to somebody there. It's like triple digits are still in the 90s. Sorry about that, folks there. I'll be visiting you next weekend, though, uh, for the Healing Strong event. So stand by for that and a whole lot more. We do have another homeopathic hit like that alliteration. Well, the homeopathic remedy of the day is an alliteration as well. You'll tune in, listen, or you'll go to robertscabell.com and check it out in advance. Also, electroculture. I like to call it electroagriculture. We talked about winding sticks with uh, uh, copper wire and what it does. We've got someone on VLIN Quinn that's talking about an extraordinary uh, uh, level of growth happening when integrating electroculture. So that's coming up as well. Um, Man, it's Friday. I don't know. I might just open on some silly stuff. I got some uh, fall harvest pictures as well. I just got off the mountain dodging lightning last night. I could tell you stories about that mountain biking. Uh, we got that and a whole lot more. So come on over to robertsiabell.com slash listen. If you're not already there, the chat room's open. And let us know where you're joining us from. And we'll see you on the other side of the start of the Robert Scott Bell Show right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Since it is Friday, uh, the 22nd of September, heading into the weekend, let me indulge uh, myself and chat about something completely not related to the show. But it is because it's me and it's my show. So it's related. Super Don, uh, sometimes he remembers to do the Friday thing. He's been crazy busy today, so there's no no not excuse if you will. In other words, I'm not piling on Super Don because he's amazing. Wow, get uh, a free pass. Huh? It's total free pass today, my friend. Uh, I, You know, sometimes I wonder, how did I make it to the show by Friday? And I did. Last night, I went out mountain biking with my buddy um, and uh, Dr. Ray Andrew. And it was the first time I, I finally pulled the trigger on a carbon fiber bike. I got a, fr- I, I saw it on like one of the marketplace things, a used one at a fraction of the cost that you would get it new or even used. I'm like, oh my gosh, this can't be true. Could it be true? So some weeks ago, I went out and met the guy and it was like, dude, nicest guy. He says, yeah, I got this for my girlfriend. She's not interested in riding it. It, uh, it, it basically, it's a medium sized frame. I'm, you know, I'm not super tall, so it, it fit for me and even ex- got an extender for the handlebar thing. So it was like perfect fit, but I hadn't ridden it yet since t- till yesterday. And I was so excited to try it out. In fact, just to tell you how not, uh, up on the latest stuff. I mean, when we were riding bikes early in the in our youth, remember they were huffies with banana seats. Practically, do you remember? Of course, I remember. I uh, I got teased with a banana seat because it's like everybody else had like the you know the the mongoose frame with the you yeah. know with the what I don't even know what you call the seat the one that looks like a triangle you know right that, yeah. that yeah. those were the cool seats. I had the banana seat you know, so yeah. I was like you know the nerdy I, kid I didn't on the have, block. I, if, Super D, I, not to insult you, but I didn't get a banana seat. Thankfully, I wasn't that uncool. <laughs> but I had one that was like a kind of a, an extended it. seat of some kind. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they used to have them, you know, with the banana seat, with the with the bars. They called them sissy bars in the back. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And anyway, they were made of metal, <laughs> wrought iron. They were like super heavy, and they were one gear, right? 
hard to move, especially if you lived in a hilly area where I was in, in the Atlanta area at the time. But we would create ramps. We would jump things. I mean, we were all evil Knievel. I, I you know, I, I indented my ribs. I still have it gone concave from when I, I think I damaged my all that, you know, Superman flying off things anyway. But uh, so I'm out mountain biking for the first time on this bike that I got used, but it was in great shape, like hardly ever used. And uh, I, I didn't even know how. Back in the day, do you remember the um, how you you filled up air the tires, pumped the mm-hmm. tires up? Yeah. And they have the how do I describe it? The thing that it has a little um, metal thing you you put it on, click it on, and right. But now they're all these little tiny narrow things, and yeah. I'm like, I don't even know how to use this thing. Yeah, it usually have like a little lever on it that like, like locked it right. on, you know, and then you. Well, it still has that, but they have this adapter for this other smaller narrower kind of thing, and. I didn't even know. I asked Ray, I said, I got this new bike here. How do I fill up the tires? And he's like, oh, you have to unscrew this thing before you put the thing on. I was like, oh, uh, I had no idea. I'm just telling you, I didn't, I'm not in the know about it. You just got to be smarter than the bike pump. That's exactly. It. And I wasn't, yeah. but I figured it out. Very excited. <laughs> and so we get up on the hill last night and it was like drizzling. I'm looking up. I'm like, ooh, this could be interesting. The weather is turned, as you know. Uh, and, and we head up the mountain and I'm like, this man, this bike is really good. It's nimble. I feel, I'm feeling comfortable and confident. We get up there and suddenly it starts raining heavier. Lightning strikes. I'm like, we're up on the mountain. I'm like, dude, how do I dodge lightning? This is, and we're already at the top now. So it's like, we got to go down. There's no shortcut. And then the rain starts coming down heavier and heavier. So it turns the packed dirt into mud that is thick like clay. You can make pottery with. And so it starts, you know, we're sliding around. It starts to gum up the wheels where the wheels won't even turn. I'm like, I can't ride this thing. We have to walk it. And the the rear wheels are not turning. I'm like dragging this thing. It was just, just crazy what happened. And, and, and I'd even, you know, my senses were overloaded. I will just say that every sense I'm like, I'm looking around. Am I going to get hit by lightning? The rain's going down the mud. I don't, I'm off my bike, but I could just slip and slide down these hills. And finally, we got down low enough where it, it it dried out quick enough where I can just pull the mud off. I'm covered in mud. I don't know if the picture I sent you shows the mud. It was well. Let's just take a look now. These yeah. I was wondering why you're sending me these pictures. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, you went on a bike ride. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks this for is it. sending me the pictures. So uh, it's a nice white white jacket I'm wearing, and it's really clean as we're going up. No problem. Take a couple of pictures of, of the nice scenery. You know, it's just a great ride. There it is. You can see the the from the clouds. The, the, yeah, you see the yeah. clouds rolling in above us, but we're still smiling. It hasn't really done anything but a little drizzle. And then uh, that's uh, after the fact. You can't tell. I'm my back and my shorts. My my <laughs> legs are covered in mud. Uh, it even like my glasses were covered. My head, everything. Uh, wow. That white thing is no longer white that I wore. And, uh, it was in just, we got down safely as you can tell, but I didn't realize until, you know, I got home, I was cut, I was bleeding. Uh, I, I, you know, damaged something on my ankle, I, but I was so adrenaline pumped. Wow. I don't know, but you get down at the end and you're like, why did I do that? But at the same uh-huh. time, you never feel so alive <clears throat> when you survive these things. And so I understand the concept of adrenaline junkies and it, it, it felt to me like I was a teenager again. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. kind of cool. I love I love weather like that. Mm-hmm. If if I were single and didn't have any responsibilities, right, I'd be a storm chaser. You're better. better I I, I just get a. It's just awesome. The you yeah. know the sheer 
power oh, yeah. of, of oh, nature. Is we just were like, feeling it. Oh, I, I love that kind of stuff. But yeah, you don't want to mess around with lightning. There was a, a video that went viral just mm -hmm. recently yeah. on Twitter of, and I forget where this was at. This was like in like Mexico or something like that. And mm -hmm. it was, uh, there was a couple of people walking down the, the beach yeah, and they got struck by lightning. Oh, dude, uh, no. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just like. But it, I, all you got is the grace of God and go, God, if it's not my time, please, you know, don't let me get yeah, hit. Yeah, right? you don't want to mess around with lightning. But we were up and it was too late. I didn't think that it would be rolling in like that. And okay, we got caught in it. And uh, I lived to tell the tale. And I, I, you know, I smile big, you know, as we're going down, my glasses are completely covered. I'm like, I can't see now. And it, then it dries out fast. So we got down lower and we were able to uh, get the mud out, rode, rode the rest of the way down. But it was like crazy. I didn't even know. And it's not a bad injury on my ankle. It was like a contact boom, like a, a little swollen area on the joint, but mm. I'm okay. Uh, but, you know, speaking of electricity, we're going to be talking about that with uh, V. Lynn Quinn this hour about electro culture or electro agriculture, I like to say, but um, purposefully setting these things, not up as lightning rods, but as, I guess, ether rods. It somehow pulls things in. We're going to talk. We've talked about it. My buddy Scott Scherner did a presentation on it at the RSB Family Union at Leslie's Homestead uh, a couple of months back. I think it was July or August when we were there. Uh, so we're going to talk about that this hour. And speaking of agriculture, I sent you, I think, three pictures of things I was harvesting this morning uh, in the midst of the, the weather shift. You know, you see I'm wearing warmer clothes already. Uh, we didn't get going down to freezing like Superdon. But uh, those of you in Houston or Florida are probably going, when is the weather going to shift? I'm like, we're, we've got the season. So here we go. Look at the collards. Man, a whole basket full of collards. Man, these are going to be so good. So if y'all like collards, we cook them up and then we add the uh, apple cider vinegar to them and stuff. Delicious. These are the Swiss chard. Swiss chard, lovely. And then uh, I was pulling out I, there's still some blackberries i couldn't believe i hadn't been out there in a while but mm. look at all the the raspberries i couldn't even get them all and then there's a, a an apple i pulled from the tree there's still a loads of pears we haven't gotten to they're still on there uh doing the ripening thing and a tiny little watermelon that was ready i haven't cut that one open but i i actually ate one of the watermelon we we uh grew it was fantastic i actually had two or three by now but uh, there's more to, cool. to cut open and eat so we got some more melons to go and uh, it's been a, a good season. We've learned some things, uh, and we'll do better even next season. But overall, I, I can't complain. And super done. I'm so glad you have protected your tomatoes to live another day. Did you see how did. I tucked them in last night? Yeah, did you that see was that? so sweet of you. <laughs> I love that you did that. I would show you my tomatoes, but I can't. Yeah, because they're all. Hey, I showed you my melons. They're they're cooked. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. All That's right. for another another show. For another but day. um, yes. yeah. No, my wife's making homemade uh, pasta sauce right now. Oh, and I can't wait for the pickles she she, she yeah, made. Yeah, it's all yeah. boxed up next to the door. I just got to get it Dude. out the door to the shipping place and stuff. All right, so. and we have our AMA on Monday <clears throat> coming up. We do. I got to do the invite for everybody that's a patron supporter. And my apologies. It's been such a crazy month. I haven't sent out the gifts that you guys have won, silver sets and things, from the last AMA. So I'm going to send everything out with my wife's help after the next AMA because we do a lot of giveaways. If you're not already a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, you want to plug in Monday the 25th will be uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific for our next Zoom AMA. Mm -hmm. uh, great community of people and looking forward to that. So uh, first story here before we go into electro uh, culture, FDA refusing to change its anti-ivermectin statements after a court rules that they were improper, you know, not authorized to do the things they did. So these anti-ivermectin statements made by the FDA during COVID crazy 
are, are, are not being changed, even after the appeals court ruled against the agency. Now, this is very similar to what we've talked about for years with Jonathan Emore. One of the reasons why he's elected to run for the United States Senate, Virginia, he's like, I can beat the FDA, you know, like I own them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a horrible thing to say. But, you know, you get the, the sense that uh, Jonathan knows how to go through the courts and beat them at their own game. And he has eight times. And yet they still flaunt, flaunt the courts, the, the rulings of the courts. They won't allow for uh, science-backed claims for dietary supplements for the most part, with rare exceptions. So in this case, you have the FDA being slapped in, uh, down and, you know, you guys with your ivermectin statements are not correct, not right, not appropriate, not constitutional. And even though the court says it operated outside of its authority when it told people to stop using it to treat COVID or that it was horse paced and on and on, they haven't changed anything. Now, you could go into the, the, the details of the ruling and say, well, the court didn't actually tell them to do that. But if you've been slapped down by the courts for putting misinformation out or, or, or information you don't have the authority to put out about, for instance, ivermectin and its relationship to you know COVID symptoms, et cetera, you would think if the court said, yep, that was wrong, then you go, correction, we got to make a correction. You, you shouldn't need to be directed. But even when the court directs the FDA, the FDA says, go ahead and try and make us. They are above and beyond, uh, let's say, uh, any court action at this point to limit their unconstitutional behavior. Their authoritarian stance against your individual freedom is legendary at this point. And so this is once again why I urge you to support, whether you're in Virginia or not, my good friend Jonathan Emord running for the U.S. Senate to defeat Tim Kaine, a guy that ran with Hillary Clinton for president in that last cycle, who wants to you know, basically uh, ban anything natural, force you to mask up and, and get injected again if he could, and on and on it goes. All for the, you know, the, the transgender ideology in schools, et cetera. We need Jonathan E. Moore in the U.S. Senate in Virginia. He'll, ha he'll have an impact across the country with others that are already freedom-oriented or those that are on the fence. The kind of strength that comes through Jonathan E. Moore can help there. And we did a big three-hour-plus telethon with Mike Adams. Can't believe it was just this past Monday. Wow, what a week. And you guys can tune into that on Rumble uh, or any other place where you hear or watch the Robert Scott Bell show that we're not banned. So uh, thank you for uh, your indulgence in opening the show here as we go. Uh, we've got a lot to do on the show, but first and foremost, I want to dive back into agriculture. Even though it's fall in the Northern Hemisphere, those of you in the Southern Hemisphere might be thinking about planting for spring. But uh, for those of you in the fall, there are some things you still can plant in the fall, depending on where you are or even in greenhouses. And I'm going to ask uh, V. Lynn Quinn about putting a little electro uh, uh, acupuncture, and no, I say acupuncture, electro agriculture or culture devices, even in my greenhouse. Could that work? That's something I want to find out. So let's welcome V. Lynn Quinn to the Robert Scott Bell Show. V. Lynn. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. Good to see you. Thank you for coming on board to talk growing food and uh, one of my favorite on. topics. And before we get into that, something you said in the intro about um, – them acting or not acting like a, like lightning rods. Yes. They actually do. Wow. If you set them up properly and if they're mm -hmm. big enough, mm -hmm. then you can break up storms over your house. I tell you, I live on a little island on the south coast of Georgia, about an hour south of Savannah. And uh, we were directly in the path of Hurricane Adelia, which was, you know, kind of a nothing burger. That was the one coming across from Florida over to you? 
uh, went up and yeah, exactly. Crossed over. Okay. So it was head your way and hit us from England. Yeah. I remember we had 70 mile an hour winds. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Just two blocks over, um, on the other side of my little Island, my island's only about half mile long. Uh, we're right in the intercoastal. Wow. A whole big tree fell. Someone's roof came off. Someone else's siding just completely slid off their house. When I went back out the next day, I had no damage whatsoever. My 14 foot tall okra was still standing. All my papers on my eight foot Tabasco plant still standing all around my electroculture antennas. And my how many how many antennas do you have up on your property? Well, so I have I have a lot. So (laughs) I've gotten a little electroculture crazy. Uh, I have so I have two primary gardens that feed my family. I have, they're 20 by 20 and I have nine electroculture antennas in each of those set in a Fibonacci sequence. Mm -hmm. And then I have a 25 foot electroculture antenna on the other side of my house behind my pool in my, my fruit and herb garden, like basically by my lime tree. And, uh, that's, that still stood and that's not in very deep. It's only in a foot deep. It's got a couple bricks around it. Mm -hmm. Um, but 75 mile an hour winds, 70 mile an hour wind wow. gusts, you know, uh, my 25 foot tall electroculture antenna was still standing at the end of that. Wow. And my pond has been overflown for going on a year now. The county just finally came out and fixed the spillway. So it's starting to go down. But mm-hmm. the whole pond is lined by huge pine trees and they have been sitting in water that they were not used to for a year. We fully anticipated at least some of those trees coming down. Right. No, not a one. So you, no. you credit, you're, you're speculating that the electroacupuncture, I want to say electroacupuncture. That's just my <laughs> bias for. So I, I call it, I call them electro freedom rods, electro freedom antennas. Yeah. Cool. So electrofreedom.com is the website that opens tomorrow, but um, it's uh, yeah. Electro freedom antennas. So. Okay. So, and these are things that you, you know, we've taught people how to make them. I, I've taken old, uh, uh, well, I say old, but uh, giant sticks or, you know, from trees on your property and you can wrap them, whatever. I mean, you can do just plain wood or whatever. I'm sure there are things you're going to be teaching people about it and letting folks know even while we're on the show today as you're opening up the electrofreedom.com website tomorrow. So we're a day early. Yeah, but you can go and sign up right now for the email and okay. uh, you get a promo code. Uh, as soon as the email goes out, as soon as, as soon as we launch, you'll get an email with a promo code um, and you'll get a, you, the promo code will get you a free, I call it the green thumb. It's a 12 inch electro culture antenna, electro freedom antenna mm-hmm. uh, with, with your first purchase. So, nice. um, and that's great for like a seedlings or a small pot. Um, I put one in, Anything that's that's really, you know, in a small 12 inches or less, you know, a little seedling pot. Uh, it's great. The only thing that I've found is that when I move the plant from that little pot into something bigger or into the ground, the roots are so strongly wrapped around the bottom of the antenna that I generally have to move it with it. Ah, with the antenna. Yeah. So uh, if I'm going to now do something I haven't done yet in terms of my greenhouses, uh, and and add these things into the the greenhouse. That would be very appropriate, even though it's sort of technically inside yet outside. It doesn't matter if it's inside or outside because what the electroculture antennas does, what they do is essentially they pull energy from the ether, from the air all around you, right? And it deposits it in your soil. Now you get a, a 
bigger benefit outside because you get a lot of, you know, it attracts pollinators and spiders. Spiders are a gardener's best friend um, because they eat all the nasty bugs that eat your plants. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, you know, so you get more benefit out there, but certainly inside they absolutely work. They, I tell you, it really seems like the food that is produced with electric culture is more nutritious, certainly fills you up faster and lasts longer. I mean, it's incredible. I have not bought produce at the grocery store in over a year. I feed my family exclusively out of two 20 by 20 foot gardens. So, wow. It's, well, it's really- you know, my buddy, Scott Scherner, who talked about this at the RSB family union, he's uh, utilized it with great benefit on his, in his tract of land, his garden, his little homestead. Uh, yep. So I am, you know, I'm not a doubter per se. Of course I wouldn't be. I'm an energy guy as a homeopath. So I understand that concept. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's something that we have lost, I guess, a lot of a connection to because we have become a, you know, the Western style materialistic reductionist view of the world that we think, well, the only thing that matters is uh, NPK fertilizer and pesticides, right? to make things grow. It's like so absurd that we've ever adopted that, but that's, you know, the mindset of the West. And here we are, you know, obviously arguing to grow organically, biodynamically, however, but to add to the next level is bringing in, I guess, the energy of the ethers, you know, via this electroculture uh, technique. Yeah, exactly. And we actually took a trip to Jamaica over the summer, um, a slash family vacation and business trip because I wanted to explore some Jamaican farms and see how they grow because they don't use chemical pesticides or anything like that. And their produce is amazing. So I went to some amazing farms there and on the way up driving up the mountains, which Jamaicans are insane drivers, by the way, they're potholes that will swallow your children. (laughs) But if you look out and you go to the yam fields, they Mm. use electroculture there. They don't even know it. They've just been using it for generations. They have giant sticks with either ionized um, steel or copper going all the way up. And they said, well, that's how we know where the head of the yam is because they'll grow yams that are 900 pounds. Wow. Well, that's from the electroculture. Right. That's why Hussein Bolt is so fast because he grew up on Jamaican yams. Mm Mm-hmm from electroculture and they don't even know it's just been passed down for generations we've lost it you know when they when they deliberately moved people off of the farms and into the cities we lost so much knowledge so much Mm -hmm. generational knowledge and that was a big part of it and we're really just starting to reclaim it so i've i've spent you know tell you a little bit of our background here oh Mm -hmm. You've been on our primary show, the Patriot Party podcast. Uh, my right. husband, and I do that every night, uh, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturdays, I have my, I call my homesteading health show, Freedom Gardens, that I do with my best friend. Um, in fact, you got us into Cardio Miracle. I have yeah. used Cardio Miracle to heal my best friend from a jab injury. Nice. With distilled yeah. water, farm fresh eggs, um, you know, the all, all natural food, complete yeah. diet change. It's been a complete turnaround. Oh, wonderful. Um, I'm so it, it's, it's amazing. Um, and she having gotten all of her energy and motivation back, cause she basically like stayed in bed for almost a year. She was just mm-hmm. so rough. Yeah. Uh, she went and started a 501c3, a bioregenerative farm uh, called Mama H's Farm for a Better Tomorrow. And the goal is to start a, a bioregenerative farm as a refuge for survivors of abuse, kids mm-hmm. transitioning out of foster care, um, you know, 
moms with kids in, in a bad situation, uh, people that just need a, a helping hand up, you know, not a hand out, a hand up that want to learn how to be self-sufficient, that want to learn how to grow their own food, that need to get away from the craziness of, of everything for a bit. Uh, eventually want to expand to help veterans with PTSD because we've learned so much with my husband mm-hmm. um, and um, and all of the animals, just all yeah. all of the animals, every animal we can get. We love all the animals. Nice. Well, you even uh, have, I think you're in gator country too. You got alligators yeah. on the Atlantic. We, in fact, I had a baby gator kill two of my ducks the other day. I had to um, enclose my entire chicken area with 300 feet of five foot fencing because oh. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, suckers, those suckers can climb too. It's amazing yeah. what gators can do. Yeah. Uh, by the it's way, tough. we just had uh, my friend Stanford Graham on earlier in the week, and he has been diving deep long into the medical literature on uh, all arginine, nitric oxide as it relates to PTSD. And it was mm-hmm. fascinating what was covered earlier in the week. I think it was, might've been Tuesday's broadcast of this, this week. Uh, and I think it's, it's given us more understanding of how valuable that cardio miracle formula is as well is all the other things we talk about. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's done incredible things for us. Like I feel like the Energizer Bunny, I really never stop moving. My day starts at 6am, ends at midnight. I drink two of these a day, you know, Mm -hmm. one scoop. And then when I run out, I just add more distilled water to it. And and then, yeah, I mean, I drink this all day long. It's, it's Mm -hmm. fantastic. And actually I add a shot of liposomal vitamin C to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, which is just, gives it that little extra boost because you know the benefits of vitamin c right. can't even so I, uh, I, you know i went i mentioned i went on that bike ride yesterday the mountain bike ride that went kind of crazy haywire and uh, thankfully i wasn't wearing wires so i didn't get struck by lightning grateful for that uh but i, I learned too the last uh journey i went up the mountain with uh, my buddy ray i went and did my normal morning workout routine so i had like it was my two a day i'm like I don't need to do two a days like when I was a young athlete, despite all the you know ailments and illnesses. And so this time I was like, you know what? I'm not going to work out in the morning. I'm just going to do the bike ride. And dude, I was like, I did my, of course, my um, cardio miracle mm-hmm. and I did super creatine. I'm going to talk about that because there's an interesting article about long COVID and chronic fatigue and creatine. But I uh, was, Ray had just done a 35 mile ride, mountain bike ride down in Moab. And he, dude, he's a machine. Uh, and I was keeping up with him all the way up the hill, no problem, uh, before the rain. So I was like feeling great. So uh, this has been a you know a big boon to me to be able to do the things I love to do, but with a healthier body at 57 than I had when I was 24, when I first started my journey back to health. Oh, oh, I, I hear you. I've, um, in my journey in the last two years, I've lost 70 something pounds. I, I, I've wow. honestly lost track. Oh so, um, and that was just from... Well, you know, of course, COVID changed everyone's lives, right? So right. we, I used to, I used to have a very high paying, high speed job. I used to run a very large hotel uh, in a, in Savannah, Taurus mm-hmm. City. And um, I opted not to comply with medical tyranny. And I walked out of my job after nine years and didn't look back. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, we sold our house on a little island, almost to Tybee Island. And we moved here. We bought couple acres and we got some chickens and we got some ducks and I started a garden and I was so excited and everything died and everything failed. Mm-hmm. And my chickens got destroyed by predators. My ducks got destroyed by predators and my gardens were, I mean, they were all right. You know, I grew some tomatoes. I grew some salad. It was, you know, it was okay. It wasn't sustainable. Um, and then uh, I was doing research 
for our, our Sunday True Spiracy show, which we cover everything. We do By a lot. Way, of- you say True Spiracy? True spiracy. I love that. I have not yeah. heard that word. I love the 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 you know what it all all it intends to mean. It's beautiful. True spiracy. Yeah. Mark that down. That's a good one. And we say you know the Bible's the OG conspiracy theory. So we do a lot of Bible, a lot of a lot of apocrypha. Um, but then we dig into all kinds of things. So we did a whole series on Tartaria. If you're not familiar with Tartaria, go look it up. It's the lost kingdom of Tartaria. I know Antimonium Tartaricum, but that's a homeopathic remedy, not related. Um, and, uh, so anyway, so in researching Tartaria, I fell into what they call Antiquitech and that's where I discovered electro electroculture. Uh, and I see in the chat, the website is electrofreedom.com, uh, electrofreedom.com. So, uh, I was like, well, this is really cool. And then at the same time, I was just listening to random podcasts as I was in my garden and figuring out how to make electroculture antennas. Um, and I was listening to a podcast about crop circles. And this woman was explaining that crop circles aren't like alien ships that have come down and, you know, left imprints on the, the ground. Actually, they're energy waves that come up from the earth. Mm. And the plants that grow in crop circles, they don't die. They grow 40% bigger. They grow more. And the seed they produce does the same. And the thing is, they all grow in a Fibonacci sequence. They all grow in a spiral. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, okay, that's cool. So I combine the two. What if I place my electroculture antennas in a Fibonacci sequence and use sacred geometry? What will that do? And I'll tell you what it did. Um, it made my plants explode like you could not even believe. I, I came home from our Jamaican vacation. My best friend stayed here. We were gone for a week. And uh, I came back to, uh, my harvest was insane. I had cucumbers that were this big. I had poblano peppers that I was stuffing Mm -hmm. with meat and rice. Same thing with banana peppers. They were so big, I was stuffing them. Um, Green peppers, they hadn't even turned to red and orange and they were almost the size of my head. I mean, they're insane. I was just crazy. Um, Green beans, I put now, I just... Now I'm in fall planting because I'm in South Georgia. So we have a right. whole nother growing whole other season coming. Yeah. Uh, especially with electroculture because it makes things grow twice as fast. Wow. This is so exciting. Honestly, so, Belen, I, I'm so excited to hear about what you're succeeding with here. And I'm uh, just hoping everybody takes heed and, and, and takes advantage and does this either gets it from you right. or figures out how to do it. Like we've described it in a low tech yeah. method, but we need to be more efficient in producing food. It's, you know, we're on the teetering on the edge of, uh, you know, wholesale breakdown of, of supply chains, which we had some of during the COVID crazy years. And yeah. I just want you to think not only to store food, because that's part of a responsibility for many, even if it's a hurricane type disaster, although it seems like you have dodged it with a little bit of electro uh, help. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, it's just the nature of life on planet Earth. That. Yeah. Uh, So this is, again, a a huge leap forward in taking what we have promoted in terms of organic agriculture and other things and bringing that energetic realm in it to accelerate the growth of the things that we need to live on when and if or if or when or and when uh, we cannot rely on magically food appearing in grocery stores instantly when um, other things are occurring. So this is as timely as anything we've covered here. Yeah, I call, and I actually, I call them magic wands for your plants because they, mm-hmm. they kind of look like them, you know. And when I went 
on my Freedom Garden show on Saturday, um, we we did all that. We documented how to do it. I taught people, you know, how to build an electroculture structure or an antenna, how to do the Fibonacci sequence. I filmed the whole thing. I documented everything step by step, small wands for, you know, small antennas for your containers to big ones for your gardens. And, um, you know, and I got great feedback, but most of the feedback I got was, where do I find copper wire? I don't want to buy that much copper wire. Where do I get the wood? Um, you know, all I, all I can find is like bamboo sticks. I don't have access to wood. And I was mm. like, okay. And then right after the storm, my neighbor came and asked me, what did you do? <laughs> what, seriously? They yeah. Oh, they noticed. They're like, what did you do? And I told her, and she was like, you know, I need to start a garden. Will you come help me? And will you bring me, will you make me some of your antennas? She's like, I'll buy them from you. I was like, I mean, they don't, you know, they hardly cost anything. Can you make it from bamboo? By the way, you mentioned bamboo. You can. um, Absolutely. And I'll probably start growing bamboo uh, to to do that. I, however, when you buy bamboo sticks from Home Depot or, you know, Amazon or whatever, you don't know how they were growing. You don't know what they were treated with. You don't know Mm. what they've been coated with. Nothing. Um, So I have so much wood on my property. Mm. I... I'm clearing, you know, clearing out my property because I take care of my land. I certainly don't want any crazy fires. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I clear up, you know, dead branches and I cut back things that have overgrown because things grow really, really big, really fast here. And I'm like, what do I do with all this wood? I don't want to burn it all. I mean, don't get me wrong. Wood ash is fantastic to keep squash bores out of your squash plants, but um, you can only, you know, go through so much and it's a lot of wood. And uh, so I've, I was making antennas anyway, and I, I had a, I had an idea mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. And I said, well, what if I start selling electroculture antennas? Well, let me see who's doing that already. And I went on Amazon and I saw exactly that, that who knows what it's treated with bamboo sticks wrapped in copper wire selling for like three, $4 a piece. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And the biggest one they had was 18 inches. Well, I mean, that's great for a container up to maybe, you know, 30, 18 to 36 inches, but not much more than that. Yeah. And that's that you need more than that. I mean, and people have more access to small wood than they have to large, large pieces. pieces. Yeah. How, so, how are, let me ask you this in terms of the, not just the size, because like apparently in this case, size matters. Size does matter. <laughs> but, um, what about the gauge of the wire? related to copper. I mean, some people say it has to be this gauge and not this gauge, or is there flexibility in the different gauge wires that people might have already or buy? Yeah, there's absolutely flexibility. I, I use, um, I use a 16 gauge for a smaller antenna for a smaller piece of wood. I'll go up to a 12 gauge for a bigger one. Anything more than that, you're just asking for a thief to come by. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause copper has become expensive, expensive as well. You know, exactly. it's one of the noble I metals. Mean, I, I have 16 gauge wire on my 25 foot antenna and it worked great. So okay. 16 uh, gauge into the yeah, one. which is very, it's flexible. It's, it's easy. Um, it's not that expensive, honestly. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's, it, it works great. You don't need, and that's the other thing. The other, the other things I found when I went looking for electroculture, whatever um, I found these beautiful detailed ornate copper, thingamajobs for your your plants your containers they look so pretty in your garden they do absolutely nothing 
Hmm. There's, there's no, I mean, well, I can't say they do nothing, yeah. but unless it's in a Fibonacci spiral or a pyramid that's tuned a certain way, it's, right. it's just a sculpture for your container. What? It's natural wood aspect to go into the soil. One of the coolest, you mentioned pyramid. Uh, one of the coolest things we got at the Biomed Expo, because there was also an alien kind of convention simultaneous to it. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Sam, and I, I forget his last name. My, my wife knew of him because he was on like those ancient alien programs. And he comes from the pyramids of, uh, where is that? In, in Serbia, that area. Oh, And he talked about the pyramidal energies and what's growing under them and around them. It's like kind of like what we're talking about here in terms of electroculture. Uh, to harnessing the ethers, the energies of, of creation in a, in a way that our, let's say our ancestors before recorded, a lot of recorded history, which was lost, um, they tapped into this. It was a normal part of life. And, you know, you, you said earlier how you were digging deep into some history stuff that might be considered conspiratorial or who knows what. And oh, yeah. I like the true spiracy concept going into ancient uh, cultures where you saw that this was part of the normal part of what they would do. And I think we, we got to go back, you know, to go forward in a sense to really tap into the the wisdom of the ancients here. Future proves past and all that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, it's. I'll, I'll actually be doing some I have some I'll be having some pyramid structures on there as well, um, putting out like an 18 inch pyramid, a, you know, whatever that those will be coming in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, but our goal really at Freedom Gardens, we want to empower everybody to be able to grow their own food and for it not to be insanely expensive because it shouldn't be, right? I think one of the best ways that we can break inflation as small businesses is to charge people what we think we could afford to pay for it. Sure. Rather than charge them what the economy says they should pay for it. Right. Well, how about exchanging in things that have uh, a little bit more inherent value than the paper dollar that is diminishing by the day? Exactly. Exchanging, you know, eggs or gold, silver, old coins, uh, gold backs, for instance. These are things that you don't have to wait for the government to give you the seal of approval. Stop asking for permission where none is required and decide, you know what, <clears throat> I will trade this for this. And yeah. we have a value system that's uh, not dependent upon the rapidly diminishing and destructive uh, policies of the Federal Reserve. I mean, I was just talking to one of my neighbors the other day because I actually was collecting some wood from her yard as well because uh, it had already fallen and was dried. So it was great. And um, and I told her what I was what I was doing with it. And she was like, I need I need to start a garden. And she goes, if we could get everyone on the island to start a garden, we could be entirely self-sufficient. None of us would have to go to the grocery store anymore. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. She said, how do we make that happen? I said, well, first off, there's a little area down the street from me, three or four houses down. It's just a clearing. And I think it's owned by the county and nobody does anything with it. So I'm going to e email the county commissioner and see if I can start a community garden there and get the kids from the, the island involved and get them to start growing food because that's where it starts. It starts with the kids, right? You got to get the kids involved. Otherwise, what's the point? So mm -hmm. um, I, I we encourage everybody to... You have to, you have to go local. Forget about big, big brother. All they want to do is control you. Yeah. D uncouple, disconnect, pull the umbilical cord, whatever it is they got locked into you yeah. uh, and just pull that plug and start living, not waiting, start now living as if you are an independent 
sovereign spiritual being in all of creation, tapping into the essence of life that doesn't require a middleman in government or these other, uh, you know, corporations that pretend that all you have to do is rely on them. And magically, as I said, the food will appear. We've got to start living more responsibly and you're doing it. I'm loving it. So tell me again, the what the website that's going to open up tomorrow at today is the 22nd right. as of the 23rd of September, this website is opening up. You can already sign up for emails. What's the name of it again? It's electrofreedom.com. Electrofreedom.com. And you'll also be teaching people how to do this in addition to selling things if you want. Absolutely. Well, I already, I, I'll put links to the various shows that I've done, um, okay. but I'm selling antennas up to seven feet tall. So how do you ship uh, a seven foot antenna? You can actually ship up to 108 inches through the U S postal service anywhere domestically in the United States. Ooh, so, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, I looked it up to determine what was the, the largest antenna that I could ship. Um, and, uh, and my seven foot tall antenna is $50. Wow. Okay. Nice. And, and understand. Yeah. Because again, I want people to be able to afford them, right? You should not be priced out of growing your own food. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and it's, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of work for me. Yeah. You know, I go and and I literally cut the wood to size. I sand it. Um, I, I, uh, coated in tongue oil, um, not all, not at the bottom. And I indicate, I put a mark uh, with an arrow as to how deep it should go into the container. Um, and above that I coat with tongue oil. And the reason that I do that is because no matter how old and dry the stick is, when you wrap it in copper and put it in the ground, it may regrow. Wow. So, uh, I try, I wrap it in, in tongue oil to try and inhibit that, oh. that regrowth process or right. otherwise people might end up getting. Yeah. You're um, taking an extra step for sure. Or a crepe myrtle or, you know, something like that, uh, in their container where they're trying to grow a tomato. So, can you, uh, can you send then, Super I, Don, the mm -hmm. Lynn, can you send Super Don some of the links to the shows you did? I'd like to add them into the, in the notes and, and I want to watch them myself, yeah. uh, to take the next step here as we yeah. continue to improve each and every time. And I, I think by the grace of God, we're given some leeway here to, to do better before collapse happens. And I can't, I've never been one to predict timing on these things because if we look rationally at the system we're all in, it, there's no explanation how it keeps going other than the collective belief of everybody. So uh, I'm not waiting for the collapse. We're trying to be proactive here for everybody. If you want the conspiracy theorist view, um, you know, it could be tomorrow because of course, September 23rd with the whole movies thing and that's, that's been going on. And then October 4th, they're doing the global EBS. We heard about that, yeah. That. yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, who knows? It could come any day. All you can do is prepare. Mm -hmm. You just prepare as much as you can. Stock yes. up on, on food. Be as self-sufficient, self-reliant as possible. Get a water distiller, start stocking up on water. That's so important. Can't even tell you how important that is. Stock up on water. Um, stock up on seeds. I mean, stock up on seeds for, for years. Like I work with a seed company. You can go to patriotpartypod.com and mm -hmm. see the links to our, the people that we work with. Um, and actually my seed company is sending me a, a box of seeds as well so that i uh, I'll, I'll be able to do a promotion where you get a free pack of seeds with, you know, whatever. Uh, I'll figure that out when it gets here, but, uh, but uh, you know, cause it's, it's just so important. You have to be prepared for absolutely anything, which means you have to be able to live without electricity unless you have, you know, solar panels, panels or a generator. You have to be yeah. able to live without inter live without internet. If you can probably do it as a Gen Xer, um, 
can we remember what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. Can your kids do it? I don't, I don't know. know if my kids could do it, yeah. you know, but you, good you question. Gotta, I've heard people doing practice runs to see how hard it is. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we better practice some more. Yeah. Uh, so, Leland, yeah. God bless you for what you're doing. I'm so glad you and your husband are, are doing well. And you've, you've overcome a lot of challenges and obstacles. And it's a testament to your uh, your survival skills and desire. Uh, to not only help yourselves, but to help others. And what you're doing with this electroculture.com, again, opening up and y'all check it out. Um, pick up some or learn how to do it yourself. And I think there will be not not be enough people doing what you're doing. So I don't think uh, uh, we have to look in terms of a poverty consciousness. This might be something others want to do around various parts of the country yeah. and, or around the world. Absolutely. And then all the proceeds from Freedom Gardens Electroculture goes to the nonprofit, uh, the Mama H's Farm for a Better Tomorrow. Because... That's how we're going to try and fund it to get get the land to start the farm. So, nice. Well, yeah. greetings and, and hugs to your husband as well. Appreciate you both. Thank you for coming on. We, we'll get you back on again, especially as this thing ramps up now that you're going active and see how things are going from here. Yeah. I mean, provided the world is still here come the spring. Yeah, of course. I'd love to come back on. <laughs> hey, I survived the mountain dodging electricity from the sky. So I think we're, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. I'm just very I optimistic. Do. Now, one last thing for everybody up north that's saying, but it's winter. I, by the way, there's a series of blog posts on on the website on electrofreedom.com that will address a lot of these questions. But mm -hmm. uh, it's winter. If you put, a, say, a five foot antenna in the ground right now in the fall before the ground freezes and you let it sit there, come the spring, you won't have to till. Your soil will be entirely <laughs> rejuvenated. Literally, all you will have to do is stick seeds in the ground and watch it grow. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's my plan, too, for the fall, yeah, well, what yeah. you're describing. So thank you, v -Lynn. Appreciate you so much for being on board today. And we'll, we'll again, thank we'll you. do more. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. That's v -Lynn. And uh, great topic, timely topic, if there ever was one. And I'm grateful that we got that covered. And thanks, uh, Kev, for uh, hooking us up out of uh, Israel to make that interview happen as well. Uh, real quick, we do have questions of the day coming out our ears today. Uh, really, I don't know if we'll get to them all. We'll try. Uh, we got a homeopathic hit that you'll want to stay tuned on as well. Uh, also, um, you know, I talked about the creatine that I'm using from uh, Nutritional Frontiers, Super Creatine. Dude, uh, this article that Superdon found at Forbes, check this out. Creatine supplements might help reduce post-COVID fatigue. This is by uh, Anuradha Varanasi has written this for Forbes. And it's, it's rare that you get a positive or even a neutral article from Forbes on dietary supplements, but uh, this is talking about taking it for six months may help in reducing the severity of symptoms among patients who post COVID fatigue who are suffering with post COVID fatigue syndrome. And this is a study published in the journal food science and nutrition, including uh, difficulties with concentration, breathing problems, body aches, headaches, that lasts for more than six months. So if you needed another uh, reason to reach out to Nutritional Frontiers and use that code RSB15, get that super creatine formula. It's more comprehensive than any other I've, I've encountered. And I've been utilizing it, not even for these issues, but now to find out we have these side benefits. Dude, this is great news. Anybody suffering from chronic fatigue, post-viral fatigue syndrome, according to this long-term um, you know, study, uh, or six months at least, if you will. Do you find it interesting that they say previously known as chronic fatigue syndrome? Yes, I find it's that now called post-viral yeah. fatigue syndrome. Yeah. So this is something that I, I've mentioned when I've, let's say we were just talking about copper 
how copper is so critical for mitochondrial production of ATP energy, right? And and if we've taken a lot of zinc and vitamin C over the COVID years and really didn't realize how much we were diminishing copper that was already in short supply, copper is, again, another thing I don't want you to overlook, the sovereign copper every day. You get that from choosetobehealthy.com along with other um, vital minerals and whole food supplements and things. And those trace elements that we find in that uh, um, the missing link formula, in fact, we, you know, we make uh, the food for our cats. Uh, we do this because we had the freeze dryer. Thank you, Allison. And Allison hosted uh, Jonathan Emord over the uh, few days in San Diego. He had a great event at the Turning Point USA thing. We'll hear about it uh, after he gets back to Virginia. Um, but, dude, there's so much we can do. So much we can do to counteract the things they say. There's no cure for any of that. In the meantime, you got FDA thumbing its nose at the court saying, we're not going to say anything about ivermectin that might make you try it, right? Even though I, I, I prefer herbal mectin or H-mectin. I've talked about that on the show as well. But dude, get the super creatine to address these things. And, you know, all of the chronic fatigues of the world that they would claim is a virus, I argue these are deficiencies. And even now in, in recognizing the role of creatine in terms of energy, muscle and otherwise that again is a fascinating article nice find there super d check that out it's in the show i notes, sent that Robert's to uh out. jamie Durley. yeah oh you did so i thought hey you know you might be That's interested perfect. in this yeah yeah so y'all check that out nutritionalfrontiers.com use the code rsb15 to get that discount now we have questions of the day that we can squeeze in this hour do we all right here's the first one Caron. Caron. Hey. Hello, Robert. I was on the call you had with Mel a few weeks ago. Now, Mel, we had on a couple of years ago. He's uh, with the Morgellon Sufferers Group. And I every uh I think every quarter I, I show up to their Saturday calls. It's just up by a phone to help folks out. And it's a great community in its own right. And Karen's part of that. And she says, Thanks for all the knowledge and information. I actually have a couple of questions. I currently take a teaspoon of silver twice daily. I don't know if she's doing the sovereign silver or the Argentin 23, uh, but she says, if you do your silver aloe treatment, would I still take my current dosage of silver in addition to the silver aloe treatment? Well, it's a great question. Karen, if you're still needing that systemic immune support, doing sublingual teaspoons is a great idea, even if you're doing the silver aloe gut recovery or regeneration protocol which involves an, you know, an ounce, half an ounce to an ounce of the silver, a little larger quantity with aloe. So you can still do it. Now, if you're not having an immune crisis at the time, you may just focus on the silver aloe gut recovery protocol and may not need an additional teaspoon once or twice a day, but you got to determine what your immune needs are. But you can do that if you feel like you need it. Then she continues. She says, also, my grandson is four years old and he gets sick really easily. And when he does, it lasts for a long time. We were in the process of changing his diet to minimally processed foods and uh, low sugar, natural foods. His previous diet contained both processed foods and added sugars. He does take a pre and probiotic daily. I was considering putting him on the aloe silver treatment also just to clear up some of that candida overgrowth. He also is in preschool and has been, uh, I don't like the term immunized, but basically he's gotten shots. Uh, what would you recommend I give him to try and clear out or clean up his system from those if possible? Please advise. Thank you, Karen. Karen, I don't give advice, just information and education. Homeopathic hit of the day. I think we've actually covered Thuja and Cilicia, or at least Cilicia. It's confusing to me now because every day we're doing a different one, and we're also putting uh, remedies that are related to it. So it's going to be hard for me to remember what 
which ones I've done every day. But suffice it to stay. We did Cilicia, not Thuja. We did Cilicia. Yeah. Okay. Cilicia is a homeopathic remedy that addresses uh, homeopathic adverse events, et cetera. I mean, sorry, not homeopathic, vaccination adverse events. And Thuja is also something. There are complex remedies for vaccinosis as well. Even if there's mild uh, to moderate and not severe consequences to the vaccines that are visible in this child. So you can still do that to detox. Of course, the, the presence of aluminum and mercury indicates we need more silica and, and selenium, not necessarily in that order. And uh, go back full screen. Let me see. I, I don't want to miss anything on this question as we're going here. Uh, the silver aloe is safe for a four-year-old. I have no problem with that to heal the gut, especially the damage that does occur from vaccines in the gut and or processed foods. As you say, there's already an overgrowth of candida. Uh, that's indicative of a dysbiosis or an imbalance within the gut. Yes, you can neutralize it with silver, but I'm more inclined with the aloe to help regenerate the healthy lining so that you break the cycle of the overgrowth of the, the wrong things. Even things that are there normally will outgrow their welcome when you have that imbalance. So those are some of the things that you can consider even for your uh, four-year-old grandson. And, uh, you know, I don't know what sway you have over your son or daughter whose father or mother of this child is, uh, but in terms of the uh, injections, the vaccines, remember, you have exemptions available to you unless you're in like New York or California uh, for the most part. Yeah, I'm not going to go into the great detail, but you can check out nvic.org to learn more about exemptions so that you wouldn't have to do any more and they could still go to school if you want to send them to school or if they have to for any reason. All right. Another question of the day coming. Let's see what this next one is. It's a shorter question. Let's go full screen on that so I can see it. There we go. Hi, Robert and Super Don. My husband, kidney doc, or my husband's kidney doctor wants him to start an iron supplement. Can you suggest one, Yolanda? Well, I can suggest one or two or three. I'm not a big fan of iron supplements. Most of them are just binding in the wrong form. They're horrible. And most of the time you have copper deficiency. And remember, cuprum metallicum as a homeopathic is indicated for kidney health, as is copper itself. So getting him on the sovereign copper will be critical, especially if he's going to do an iron supplement. And if he does, go with 100% whole food iron supplement. Now, over the years, we've used uh, occasionally the iron response, innate response, iron response, or the mega food blood builder. But also um, Flora out of Canada has an iron, uh, Floridix, iron plus herbs. These are low potency, but you don't need high potency when you're dealing with food forms. And I don't know if uh, the mega food uh, has changed their formula. I haven't checked recently, but also there may be an option in the food research brand, all carried by Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. So I would say go to choosetobehealthy.com, find out which ones that uh, are recommended there. If they have the mega food or iron response from uh, innate response, that's fine. Uh, the Floridex Iron Plus Herbs may or may not be there. I don't know. That's just another option. It's a liquid. And, uh, you know, get on that safely along with the Sovereign Copper, which you can get there. Use the code RSB5 to save a little bit on checkout. Okay. And uh, let me know how your husband's doing uh, with the kidney health. Remember, there are other homeopathics for kidneys as well. And Taraxicum Dandelion is a good thing to have as well. Dandelion is something you can have as a tea or a tincture. You can put dandelion greens on your salad. Heck, they grow easily. Um, don't spray them, eat them. All right. Do we have another question of the day coming in? We are, I told you we got them coming out our ears. I'm going to try and get to all of them. I can today, super Don. What is this one? Oh, it's a big one. We might have to start this, um, uh, before and then come back after the break. Uh, this is from another Robert. 
see. Greetings to you, Mr. Robert Scapell, and the Super Don. <laughs> You're the Super, the Don. Super Don. Yeah, well, I like that. There can be only one. Uh, <laughs> fairly new to the broadcast, which is really more than a show. You're changing people's lives. You and the many others sharing amazing research. Just being involved in getting back to the basics of health and away from the mainstream. Then wanting to ask about infertility. Been quite the long journey for the wife and I, about six years. And the first recommendation from a doctor was to a fertility clinic. And after testing on both sides, analysis for me and various testing, we're being told unexplained fertility. Analysis looked good. Wife was having some lower AMH. I, again, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to go through it in detail because we're at the top of the break, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it on the other side. And was told for her age, a low egg count. Are they going to count her eggs? Uh, but they wanted to go ahead and start IUIs, or is it in vitro? What, then eventually starting in vitro. Okay, lots of money, he's indicating. And to me, after each attempt, it doesn't succeed. It's always, sorry, but we can start the meds and try again next cycle. Yeah, Clomid, things like that. They're pretty brutal. So I tried contacting some holistic doctors in the area, not really getting that far to actually sit and talk with somebody. We ended up getting a hold and paying for a program seen online, did more blood work, also did a DNA fragmentation. I know it's tough if you can't see all the test results or other variables, but I would just like to try and get different opinions, different approaches. Maybe y'all could help us get going in the right direction. Thanks for all your time. So, Robert, when we come back from this break, I know I've got other stories to discuss and I've got other questions today, but Super Don, if you don't mind, we're going to open hour two talking about fertility issues and some options you might not have considered. All right. So stay with me, share the show. It's the least I would ask you to do. You get lots of freebies if you become patron supporters, as well as even if you're not just being a, a listener and a sharer of the show, Super Don, make sure you have the free homeopathic hit of the day. And we got those homeopathic hits coming up in hour two as well. So thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks to VLIN for being on for the electro culture discussion today. And we've got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show before the weekend officially hits. Now that it's fall, the power to heal is still yours. coming down from the skies, rivers and seas boiling, 40 years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, lighten up, it's Friday, it's that's it, we did it, we did it, thank God it's Friday, we are live and happening on a Friday heading into the weekend, and uh, just never lets me down. So uh, pumping it up into the weekend, we have some discussions on uh, the V word uh, that you can tend to get banned on, but it's a little, it's not as common now. I have to acknowledge that even though you'll get tagged on it, but um, we're going to, we're going to hit that. I've got some uh, fertility slash infertility follow-up from the question of the day in the la end of hour one as well. And uh, you've opened up your camera, Super Don, what's going on? I'm happy uh, to see you, by the way. Yeah, hi. How are you? Oh, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah. Well, you said the V word. Thank you. That, yes. I needed that help to make sure I don't say it and get us in trouble. I will. Uh, I'm just going to give you a heads up. My wife's got to go run and pick up Riley from from uh, kindergarten. Okay. So I I may have to like. Are you? I got, doing I got Autumn in the, in the living room there, so I'm multitasking. Here. Double grandpa duty today. Yeah. All just right. for well, for a little bit here. I'll try to keep an eye on if you're in or out. But yes. uh, also, uh, we just noticed DJ Katie organic in the chat room yes in the chat room on youtube uh, facebook facebook right and she's been going through some health challenges we only heard through her husband and uh, i know it's it's very upsetting anytime these things happen uh i i'm just praying that we'll have uh really important stories to share that she'll share with us about what went on if she's up for it uh but i'm glad to see you're here it's good 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 to see you yeah, we've been sending virtually. Them. We put, yes, we put out calls for prayers and support and love and healing, and um, I'm just so encouraged to hear that you're here or see that you're here uh, with us. Thank you for both you Our and head, your husband. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's a, these are never fun to go through, and yep. you know the, the, this. These are one of the stories that could be so helpful because we talk about this from time to time, or maybe all the time. As much as our uh, bias, my bias is holistic health and and staying away from doctors. I've never once said that there's never a place for them. It's just a matter of you got to determine where that is and not go in callously, but also uh, not be so stubborn that there, you know, times you don't want to, but you must. And, you know, I've talked about, you know, remember that that trip out to Vegas at a, a conference. I think it was the A4M conference. It was the situation with your ear? With my ear. Remember yeah, that? I remember that. And I, you know, this was after the diving, the free diving injury. And I uh, was having a lot of problems with my ears. I damaged the eustachian. Uh, inflammation, infection going on. And I was holding it, holding my own, wasn't great. And then I went out to Vegas for that event and went into, uh, I think it was at the Venetian or whatever. They have a nice sauna, you know, room. I went in the dry, the wet, all of that. And it just started inflaming over the day. I remember my cheek was starting to swell. I was starting to get incredible pain. I didn't have access to all my remedies. I, I didn't carry them with me. I was bad on that. And I was just, uh, you know, that proverbial fish out of water. And so, at that moment, I'm like, I do not want to have to do this, but I had to go to a dock in the box, if you know what I mean, not in the ER, an emergency room. And they injected me with clindamycin and then put me on an antibiotic. And this is, this is a long time ago. This is probably over a decade ago now. And, and so for those of you who say, well, there goes your street credibility, Robert. Oh, no, that's not it. There's a point and a place for everything. I, you know, I, we were talking with Dr. Lee Merritt about that when we were at the uh, Healing for the Ages conference with Dr. Artis. And our desire, my desire, of course, is to work with doctors to minimize their reliance on any antibiotic or form of chemical uh, infusion. But there are points in times where it can be life-saving. And so as much as my bias, having been grown chemically and pharmaceutically, moving the other direction, I don't want anybody in this audience to ever say, never, 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 because that's usually when it's like you're challenging life itself to go, oh, really? You think never? You know, I'd like to say never, but it's the reality of uh, knowing when, right? Oh, there's Tia. Hi, Tia. You know, she breaks her arm. You know, you come to me as a homeopath. I might not be so skilled to reset that arm. Get it reset. If you have to have pins put in, it's that bad. And then use also homeopathy and some phytum. You know, uh, comfrey, of course. So th- this is the point of, uh, perspective on all of life and including health and healing. There's a place for anything and everything. And of course, be guided by your own intuition, spirit, 
uh, as well as your own intellect. It's not always going to treat to send you the wrong place, but it is a difficult thing to address when we are struggling, like over the COVID years, you know, people that were having trouble breathing and maybe didn't know about copper, didn't have access to it, didn't nebulize and all that. And they end up in a situation where life or death, you now got to get in and triage it in, 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 a, in an allopathic setting. Now, we hope and pray they don't put you on remdesivir. I'm speaking in general about everybody that's gone through this um, and that, you know, you can end up a casualty as well, even though it may be an appropriate place to go to save your life. The other things that they do could end up ending it. So it is a delicate dance life, isn't it? Deciding how and when to take um, an opportunity to use the allopaths that are out there that can be life-saving interventions. Uh, so that's not, again, me backing down on my belief system. It's just an acknowledgement that I've never said abandon it all the time for everything. Just restricting it to when it's really necessary, really appropriate. So you guys got to de determine that. I can't tell you for you, but uh, that's maybe a story we'll hear coming up. All right. I want to get into the the, the vaccine battle, the anti-vaccine battle, all of that coming up. Also, uh, briefly uh, from the truth barrier, Celia Farber is posting something from um, Naomi Wolf, who we've interviewed, I think, a couple of times now. Uh, and the shock that she is bringing out in terms of what the government, what Fauci knew and when about the danger of these COVID injections. Uh, that's coming up. But the fertility issue was from Robert. They have been through a lot. Uh, just if you want to see, it's in the show notes at robertscottbell.com on the 22nd of September, 2023, the show notes from that date, this date. For those of you catching it live or later, you'll know. And, um, you know, I've shared a little bit of the story of my wife and I, where we had uh, worked for five years. Talk about work, right? You think it's all fun and games when you're trying to have a baby and you're not having any success. and it, it could be disappointing every month that it doesn't happen. And so we even resorted to knowing that my wife had uh, su significant injuries from uh, the V's, the V word, you know, from being in the military, civilian military brat and um, serious thyroid issues. And that's another aspect to this to look to in terms of uh, body temperature regulation, et cetera, with thyroid uh, that that can be, uh, you know, you can see everything seems to be normal, but the thyroid's off just a little bit. And then I would recommend reaching out to my friend, our friend, Roseanne Lindsay, naturopath. She wrote a book, um, you know, Heal Your Thyroid, I believe. And you can go to uh, natureofhealing.org. And this is for you, Robert, to reach out if you want with your wife and, and see if there's a thyroid issue you can correct more holistically, more naturally, if that's the play. Now, um, we even did, I, I remember I mentioned Clomid. That was like, you know, fertility drug. Like, we're desperate. We want to have kids. This is not happening. And even that didn't work. And it was, you know, it's a pretty intense and expensive protocol to do these things. Fertility clinics, they, they, it's a profit industry, as you know. And more and more people are having more and more fertil infertility issues. And it's gotten worse after the COVID injections, mRNA as well. Uh, so, um, they did. look, our healing involved prayer and it involved cleaning up our diets, detoxifying our bodies from heavy metals, removing the mercury amalgams, a.k.a. silver fillings that were not silver, more mercury, Preparing the Way, um, Brighton Baby is a good book to prepare if you're not sure what to do to prepare to have children, to be fertile long before that you're doing prenatal type work. Brighton, The Brighton Baby is a book that was written uh, by Roy Dittman, we've had on over the years. That's a great, great resource. And I, I'm just going to say this because I don't have a lot of time to spend on it because there's so much I want to do this hour before we wrap up for the weekend. Uh, the formula by Dr. Christopher's. It's a brand out of Utah, Dr. Christopher's. 
hormonal change ease, hormonal change ease. And I will tell you more often than not, if there's not any other severe, really critical complications, that alone has helped many, many women to become pregnant within a couple of months, maybe sometime sooner. And I tell the story of uh, my friend, Rachel, who owns the gym, uh, the kickboxing gym. And I, you know, I told her about it. She got on it. I think within two cycles, she was pregnant with her husband and they had wanted, he, he hadn't had children. It was her second, his, her second marriage and they were pregnant and they have a beautiful uh, baby boy. So hormonal change, ease, get that from Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com. If you haven't tried that. And of course there's so much more that I can discuss. And many of you in this audience know about many of those things. And maybe you'll join us on the zoom AMA on Monday, the 25th of September, our next one. And I've got to send out the invitation, Super Don. Um, help me to remember that after the show today. I can put out the Zoom invite for everybody that's patron supporter and you can join us there. So um, let's see. I think I got through that one. Oh, this, yeah. Is there another one, Super Don? Are we okay with that? Oh, yeah, he's there. I see him. Super Don's there, right? Oh, we're good. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, so the opening article that you found for this hour i want to bring up right now and it's a headline i think it's in politico and it says the anti-vaccine movement is on the rise the white house is at a loss over what to do about it they just they keep just hoping it'll go away according to the sub headline here and this is a really good follow-up from yesterday because we talked about the I don't know, was it 600 or 6,000 studies that are being 6,000 6,000 studies around the world, governments Globally, around the world yeah. are investing your money to find out how to combat vaccine hesitancy, or in this case, obstinacy. Like, we're done. We're done. We're over it. Because you guys have lied one too many times. And the COVID uh, jab injection was the, you know, the, the straw that broke the syringe camel back, if you will. A Biden administration that vowed to restore Americans' faith in public health has grown increasingly paralyzed over how to combat the resurgence in vaccine skepticism. Now they blame now Bobby Kennedy as an insurgent presidential campaign. He's fueled by prominent uh, factions of the GOP. And they say that he's mainstreaming once a once fringe movement. And federal health officials are horrified by this. They're talking about seeding dangerous conspiracy theories. Really? Tell me what was a conspiracy theory about pointing out the fact, and I say the fact, that your government and these, these manufacturers of these injections and the media that promoted it all had access to, could have, should have, or did know about these devastating adverse consequences from taking these injections. And this is the, if you can add this Celia Farber substack um, about uh, Naomi Wolf here. And it says they knew. FOIA, Freedom of Information Act request email sent to the Daily Clout team reveal the White House, the CDC, the NIH knew COVID injections were causing deadly blood clots and myocarditis in May of 2021. Senior White House team colluded to lie to the American people. This is not coming from uh, right-wing Trump supporters. This is coming from Naomi Wolf writing on this. She says, it's so huge. I hope you're all sitting down. I'm going to read some of the quotes from this, this uh, Substack article. Dr. Fauci lied and lied and lied subsequent to the, this crisis meeting. They knew that they were lying. The White House is freaking out, freaking out, another quote. 
blood clots, lung clots, leg clots, problems with platelets, clots in your brain. They know what's happening. These are scientists and message people. This is the message shop. And one more quote here. I've never seen anything like this in the history of our country. And, and that's Naomi Wolf uh, describing the bombshell work of her colleague, Amy Kelly and attorney Edward Berkovich. So you read about this and, and you see the article about the White House doesn't know what to do to combat this. Well, as we keep saying, if you would just tell the truth for once, it would be a start. But the problem with telling the truth about vaccines at large or COVID injections specifically is that anybody in the right mind hearing that truth would never go near any of those injections. Now, they've done us all a favor by pushing so hard with mandates that it awakened the people who were largely asleep to this issue, including a Naomi Wolf or uh, a Megyn Kelly or even a Candace Owens, who was you know hip to this because of the adverse events due to the HPV injection she got. These are people that pretty much bought and believed everything that the medical industrial complex told them about vaccines. Remember, in my years of speaking out, you know, in, in a libertarian manner, I still remember this vividly. The first time Michael Bolden and the 10th Amendment Center invited me to do some of their uh, uh, Nullify Now tour. I remember 10, 10, 10, right? Or 2010, October 10th, 2010. I think that was the one in Orlando. That was the first one I might have gone to. Still in Florida then, of course. And at a number of the tour stops I went on, they were all in on some of the things I said about freedom. but that I was calling into question vaccines. Oh my gosh, that's beyond the pale and drugs. Oh my gosh, that's beyond the pale because that's science. So there were a lot of libertarians who were invested in the religion of science and maybe some still are. Democrats largely are now in the cult of scientism. There are some in the Republican side that are still there as well. Uh, but man, from maybe 3% of us had any questions at all about any vaccines to everybody now has some questions. And some people like Dr. Peter McCullough and others, good-hearted physicians that are now saying the entirety of the vaccine industrial complex has been nothing but a disaster. And they would not subject their children themselves or their grandchildren to that anymore. And that is due what? To the behavior of things like have occurred in the Biden administration. Or even the rampant enthusiasm of, of Donald Trump going uh, warp speed, which was really done by what? the Department of Defense, it wasn't like, a, a, you know, a, a concerted scientific effort independent of conflicts of interest. So what can the Biden administration do if they were concerned about, oh, they're going to blame Andrew Wakefield still? Is that possible? They try. They spent what? How much money to get people to believe and still are that vaccines are like mana from pharmaceutical heaven. And people aren't buying it the way they used to. There are some, they're largely on the lost political left, the progressive left at this point. But not all of the Democrats are there. Bobby Kennedy is evidence of that. In fact, he's doing more than any Republican right now and directly speaking out about these issues. And there are some that are. But I wanted to bring that up as we open up this issue of fertility and infertility as well, to recognize that in addition to the clots and other things that Naomi Wolf is bringing up in that substack and her interviews and the research that some of her friends have done, that it's not just blood clots, myocarditis, pericarditis. It's a neurological issue. It's turbo cancers. It's so much more, so much more. 
Now, the Biden administration apparently has awarded over $4 million in grants, which is peanuts, relatively speaking, uh, to grants for programs that target, quote unquote, misinformation. This is where you are being robbed blind because you think you have a liability to pay these taxes to enslave your body and your mind, to disconnect you from the spiritual reality that you are not subject to a servant government unless you volunteer into it. And you didn't know you did when you numbered yourself or your kids or your mom and dad numbered you like cattle in the field. And more and more, they want to number you. The World Health Organization is going forward via the UN with these various uh, unique medical identifiers to track everybody and their vaccination status. So despite being slapped down by the courts, still ongoing, the Biden administration is still investing money to, to basically attempt to suppress your freedom of thought, freedom of conscience, freedom of speech when it comes to these issues. Through the National Science Foundation and the State Department, they've awarded grants totaling $4 million to program studies and other initiatives that target misinformation, a term that the Biden administration has used to demand censorship of content that challenges the federal government's COVID narrative. The reason why we're still banned on YouTube, on Spotify, and LinkedIn and various times threatened with banning on other platforms because we are telling you the, the hard truth and have been for a long time based on the facts that we've been able to, uh, you know, uh, encounter, accumulate, bring to light that lead to a narrative that is quite different than your governments and most of the governments of the Western world's narrative on injection for everyone, for everything, all of the time. And that MRNA thing they rushed in, they want every one of their their vaccines that they had in the past that were vaccines converted into the mRNA technology as well. They're not happy until they decimate your ability to reproduce, much less live a long, healthy life. They think there are too many of you. And as I've said about the Biden administration or any of these globalist population reductionist gates included, if you think there are too many people on the planet, why don't you volunteer to leave it first and leave us the hell alone? And if you're not, you may wake up to realize one day that you are not obligated morally, ethically, legally, or lawfully to participate in a system that uses your efforts, your energy, your money, that isn't your money, to enslave you and your children. Unless you think it's morally an obligation for you to pay for your own capture. I ask you, what do you think? Talk it over with who you believe is the God of creation. And ask that question sincerely in prayer and contemplation and meditation. So you know the deception is that you're doing something sneaky and horrible and against the law when you realize that the liability you thought you have is not yours. And in fact, it's a trap. It's a trick. And yes, you can volunteer in to continue to pay for your own capture and enslavement and that of your kids and grandkids. I'm just asking to look a little deeper with the courage and conviction of your spiritual reality to find out what you are truly obligated to do versus what everybody else is doing, and you're doing it too because everybody else is doing it. All right, Super Don, you're back. I'm back. I just wanted to drop some thoughts for everybody into the weekend. I know it's heavy stuff. We do have more questions of the day. We do have a homeopathic hit today as well, and I feel like we're covering things fairly well to this point. 
I think so. I think so. I, you know, I find it interesting this uh, this big move behind the scenes because you know this isn't something that's being talked about in the mainstream media mm-hmm. that I've seen about all of this money and these these studies about anti-vaxxers and right. grants, you know, for misinformation. And this is, it, I mean, this is a very organized, very, it's, it's, uh, what, what, how, how, what am I trying to say? This, there's a lot going orchestration, going on yeah. collusion, going on behind the scenes on this. And, and I think it's important that people know and, and like pay attention to this because what, what does this all mean? I mean, I was mm-hmm. looking at the, there's a breakdown here of the, the grants that are being, paid for by the Biden administration, mm-hmm. you know, $330,000 going to uh, a postdoctoral fellowship to develop educational materials for identifying misinformation in media. Okay. Yeah. Uh, $1.5 million going to Arizona state university to build quote, new risk management strategies. And the idea is to tackle the rapid spread of misinformation about hazards and risks on the internet. Yeah, this is after the Biden administration has been tagged in court to say you're colluding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're, you're, you're violating the, the First Amendment and stuff, but mm-hmm. it, they're not slowing down. Florida mm-hmm. uh, International University, over half a million bucks to study detection and containment of influence campaigns that amplify misinformation and hate speech. Um, and it just goes on and on. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, the, you have to ask yourself, what's the end game here? Mm-hmm. What is it exactly that they're, they're trying to do? How about V for Vendetta? You know, the, the, the plot there. Yeah. You know, it was, it, in that movie, not to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, it's a very verbose movie, but uh, the pharmaceutical industry colluded to unleash a dangerous toxin that created a, a pandemic, and then yeah. they, they seek to, what, in, 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 uh, enforce totalitarian control of the people through this fear. Until someone sees through it and, and breaks the cycle. I mean, it's a movie, well, but still. It's- they obviously see this as a threat. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, my, as I'm sitting here, like sitting there trying to process this through my head here on what, what they're doing and how much work and money and effort they're putting into battling misinformation. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, we had we had the pandemic thing. And people got all riled up and were like, no, and they took them to court and all that kind of stuff like that. You mm-hmm. would think that if this wasn't such a big deal, they would just be like, okay, well, that's over with now. We'll just move on. But no, I mean, they're investing millions and millions of dollars into this mm-hmm. because they obviously do not want this to happen again if, as if they have the ability to do that. I don't know right. that they do. Well, the censorship industrial complex is something that your very government. It's, you think it, but it's something. a new thing. I mean, there's yeah. been censorship for you. For- sure. It's been more subtle. Um, but, you know, I've been talking about it since I opened up the microphone in 1999 officially, you know, about how doctors would be attacked for daring to step outside the pharmaceutical box. And I remember getting nasty calls, angry calls on the on the show back in our TRN and syndicated radio days. Like, like you're making that up. That's not because people weren't exposed to it. It was kind of hidden in a subculture of uh, doctors and natural health doctors, if you will, and non-doctors alike. And now it's become so overt and obvious that even the courts, which is like amazing anytime the court gets it right, but they've been, they've been slapping them down. And yet here they are still investing this kind of money. And then people like Hotez are still gone to as experts by the mainstream pharmaceutically conflicted media. Yes, with his new book. I don't know if it's come out. It's supposed to be coming out like any day. Yeah. The the deadly rise of anti-science. Yeah. 
And right. he's been participating in that deadly rise by promoting an agenda of believe science, believe me, I am science, that concept that is causing people to be revulsed by what they call science and uh, to recognize that science has devolved into a cult. Uh, I think we got Scott Sherrick scheduled sometime soon. Scott's yeah. written a, another article about the deadly, the deadliest for practice of medicine resulting in modern medicine being the first leading cause of death, not the second or third. And I've talked about that for years. Can't wait to get him on to talk about his perspective there. He's come on the scene because of the loss of his daughter who was killed. Grace was killed in a hospital under COVID protocols. So what I've been saying, it used to be radical, conspiratorial. Uh, I like the term. I'd never heard that term. Did you hear from, uh, uh, true spiracy. That was yeah. the first time I heard that. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. But I mean, it, these were, these are true spiracies that we're talking about here. They're, they're not even hiding them. And, and the term conspiracy theorist, I don't think it holds the same weight. Does it? When they accuse you of being that people are going, okay, not worried about it. Everybody's like, you want to know what's coming up? Find yourself a friend who's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. You know, that's been, well, that's just another thing that, that happened over the, uh, the last three years mm -hmm. where, you know, one time that word, it, it did, it had more impact, but a lot of the, the stuff that, uh, was conspiracy theory, uh, that was proven true over the last yeah. three years. Have, I think it, it's caused people to look at that word differently. Now they don't take Very it different. seriously. Yeah. Well, and even you super D who doesn't jump on any conspiracy until you can verify it as a true conspiracy. Uh, have to acknowledge that they've gone so far, farther than you would believe they've gone in terms of the, the promotion of these agendas and campaigns where, you know, the Alex Jones predictions, like as far out that, that you might have perceived Alex Jones, he's been right yeah. about a hell of a no, lot of he's, things. He's, he's had some that have, have definitely, and, and a lot of it for me was just going through what ha we just went through. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I never experienced anything like that before in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I, most people would, would agree they you know, they had yeah. the same experience. And so to see that happening in real time mm -hmm. was, was an amazing experience for yeah. us to, to be, you know, uh, going through that and talking about it, having a play, you know, a platform to yeah. be able to have these discussions and seeing these things happen and, and the, and this, the censorship that was going on mm -hmm. and, and the CDC, you know, changing its tune every five minutes and, and yeah. Fauci flip-flopping back and forth and, you know, them coming out and saying, you know, do it. We, we watched this unfold in real time on this show. Yep. And that for yeah. me, that was an amazing experience. And I think it was for a lot of other people where you got to see the process yep. of, of, of something starting as a conspiracy theory. And yep. then over time, it being proven true. Sure. That, when even, was the last time you ever saw anything like that happen in real time? On this, well, on, on that type of scale. Remember, we started talking about the collapsing of the time frame in terms of predictions and how fast they would become from conspiracy theory to conspiracy fact. Right over that last three years, I mean, yeah. we go like, this is just like just wait a week. You know that which you say we're we're making up has become self evident or should be. Now this also goes to you know the heart of recognizing there are nefarious agendas afoot. It isn't just uh, you know occasionally uh, somebody accidentally did this and oops, right? Sorry about that. But the, you know, that Naomi Campbell uh, investigation, or no, I'm sorry, Naomi Campbell, Naomi Wolf uh, investigation talking about, they knew. Of course they knew, but a lot of folks didn't want to believe that they knew because you don't want to believe in the worst that people can do. You want to believe in the best. I do too, but we can't be naive about that. And 
by watching the track record of these institutions within government, much less the institution of government in itself beyond any particular government that our founders warned us. This would always be the inevitable demise of freedom when you put too much power and centralized ability in the government. They will find a way to run roughshod over your individual liberty, freedom. And so we're witnessing that very uh, overtly, not covertly anymore. Now, those on the political left, and if there are any on the political right, like um, there are various Republican governors like Cox in Utah who say, oh, I don't know anything about these smart cities, what that means. And, you know, he's all in on digital passports and IDs and different things like that, uh, thinking it's a great advancement, right? Technology, let's embrace it. Let's all become transhuman. No, I don't think so. Um, the Defender is reporting, thanks to Michael Neverdakis, PhD, uh, this article says, creating a digital prison. The WHO is rushing ahead on global digital health certificates, aka vaccine passports. Did they get the memo? No, they, they don't care about the memo from any one country. They intend to take over these United States as well. And they have many globalists, both Democrat and Republican, that they're counting on to abandon what's left of the Constitution and continue to push forward on that. That's why this is not solely a dummy Democrat issue that they're they're proposing it. And we've heard from many people over the years, more recently even so, that it isn't about Republicans versus Democrats. It's about globalists versus those who believe in the U.S. Constitution, the American government's governance, where the people have rights and the government has what? Privileges, specific duties that were assigned to it in the Constitution. And there are those in both the Democrat, unfortunately for whatever, more Democrats and Republicans percentage-wise acknowledge that, I do, but there are a great number of Republicans at the local, state, and federal level that are also all in on these digital certificates. They're in on the still the vaccines. They want the WHO to oversee this stuff. Or if not that, then they're all still in on the CDC and the NIH and the FDA and Fauci. But the WHO, through international treaties, wants to be able to implement and overwhelm any resistance in any country, particularly the United States, because we are the obstacle to a full-on totalitarian takeover of the globe, the world, or whether you think it's flat or not, don't care. I'm just saying they are intent on destroying the United States. And many people, even yesterday when we had Jonathan Emord reporting from the, uh, the border, and it's like, why would you open up your borders to let anybody in unless you intend to have those people become voters completely uninformed about where their rights come from because they weren't born in America and don't know it? People that are naturalized and come here legally, they actually have to learn about it. Not that many of the government people that, that in, give the test maybe care or know about it, but at least there's something there. They end up knowing more than most Americans do about the, the you know, the uh, origin of your rights. And they want all these people coming in because they'll end up voting for what? The same kind of tyranny they came from very often, with rare exception. Those that lived under communist rule typically are warning us. Those who lived in East Germany uh, or the various um, European, Eastern European nations that were occupied by the, the former Soviet Union. Those are the folks like Bob Orin, who comes here with a warning to all of us, having lived in uh uh, Georgia, when it was controlled by the Soviet Union, left and went to Israel, came to America and brought us a real gift here of the Folium PX. 
this substance that is a botanical blend to counteract Chernobyl level ionizing radiation and uh, heavy metals. And we're getting a lot more reports of people that are impacted by background levels of ionizing radiation rising in addition to non-ionizing radiation. And how do we counteract it? By eating cleanly, of course, by uh, remineralizing and utilizing the botanicals of the creation of the world, of nature. And that formula, foliumpx.com, check it out. Use the code RSB10. You get the folium original with the folium immuno and folium relax is your three-pronged approach. Go through, commit to six months of that, and you will you will see things probably a lot faster like my mom did at 89. Hey, Super Don, are we still uh, showing that picture of the uh, Defender article? I'm just, that's all I'm seeing. I guess they can hear me. It doesn't matter, but, oh, there we are. Yeah. How's, uh, how's, how's who wants, Grand Who wants doing? to see you? Well, I just want to make sure I'm not, like, when I see something <laughs> stay up that long, I wonder if I'm even connected anymore. You oh, know, so, like, I see. Yes. There you go. So, now it's gone. Just want, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's a, a good, good article. article yeah, it it's is. a good article, and it brings up something you're you're talking about quite often. Mm-hmm. You know about the or the World Health Organization and the digital ID. Yeah. In fact, there's a lot of people that have been like, you know, Robert, you were one of the first people that was bringing up the whole idea of the digital ID and why that's something we should be concerned about. Yeah, I, I'm still surprised when uh, Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center says, "Well, I didn't even believe that would be a." You know, like, oh, really, you didn't? All right. All right. So, uh, but th- you know, that's been a part of my process of discovery in this lifetime super d you know my passion for identifying our relationship to creation itself to know who we are well i gotta change the background go ahead and talk for a second here Mm. yes digital id it's a real thing and it seems you know it's interesting i think how the world health organization is it seems to be the one that's pushing the hardest on this yeah, it was something that was talked about here in our country there for a while. People are like, mm-hmm. "Hey, and we're going to do this stuff," and it kind of died down. But the World Health Organization has not stopped. They haven't slowed down. They have no. been slowed down uh, just for even for a minute mm-hmm. on this situation. Yeah. So, folks, I've got I've got uh, Autumn in the studio with me in the high chair, and I'm okay. trying to like keep her occupied while my wife is picking up Riley, so that gotcha. if I'm distracted, that's what's going on. It's okay, Super D. It's okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the idea is globalists versus people who love America, who love the Constitution, and who recognize from around the world, even if you're not American, the role that America and its highest ideals plays in being the, the bastion or the last bastion for freedom among governments that don't acknowledge that your rights come from God, but from government that are actually privileges that they can take away based on your behavior. If they don't like your behavior, just like we saw in Canada, despite your charter of rights, that's an act of parliament, not from a declaration of independence. Um, we saw how they, you know, basically shut down your ability to even access the money you thought was yours in the banking system. And that's a big part of a health certificate or digital ID or vaccine passport. It will also tie into digital currency if you let it so that you will not be able to access the money that they say, well, we're going to give you that, uh, that monthly stipend, what are they calling that? The, the basic living wage, you get this automatically. This is how they will entice millions, tens of millions. I don't know if hundreds of millions of Americans. They are, they are test, they are test uh, they're doing pilot uh, tests of this already. Yeah, universal the, the basic, basic universal income. income. Yeah. yeah, UBI. And folks, if there was ever a trap that was more o- overt than that, I don't know what it is. But they get you by, here's free money. You're like, dude, yeah, I want that because we've been convinced there that 
everybody cheats and lies and steals because the government does. So the only way I'm going to get ahead is to take that. And yet they got you when you do it because the strings are attached. And then they put one side of the fence, the other side of the fence, the other side. Then they put the, the fence uh, doorway or whatever it is. And then they shut that thing behind you mm. and you're, you're screwed. And you, and you thought you were getting something for free. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. And spiritually speaking, it's, it's one thing to give charitably or receive charity. That's not what I'm talking about here. What the government is doing is not charity. It's enslavement, whether it be globalist in perspective or down to the domestic U.S. government, which is rapidly declining and moving far, far away from its origin point because the people went to sleep. we got to step it up, stand up, and reclaim our heritage in freedom. Now, we have a homeopathic hit. I'm going to hit it early so I have time, and then we have questions of the day, some even related to the homeopathic hit of the day. They didn't even know that it was related, but it's pretty cool that it is. So all the homeopathic hits happen here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Tune in. <laughs> tell your friends. I love it when you say that. You do like it. All right. I, I know you're, you're trying it. really hard to do your like your morning DJ uh, kind of thing. Going well, it's it's not a natural thing for me, <laughs> but I over-exaggerate for fun effect. I hope you don't mind. Don't get it's annoyed. Awesome. Home, no, it's today's awesome. homeopathic hits, Calcarea Carbonica. Carbonica. Calc carb. So let's go look into this. And Super Don has the document available as a PDF for free. And if you think it's valuable, please share the show or donate to the show. Or become a patron supporter and say thanks that way too. Calc carbonica, the remedy for stability and structure. So these are brief hits. Again, they're not comprehensive. We got about five minutes to do it, but they're designed to get you an entry level, like a port of entry into homeopathy each day that we get to do this. Calcarea carbonica, particularly effective in treating issues related to bones, teeth, and also general constitution. Again, this is a quick hit. It's not as comprehensive as if you open the Materia Medica, but then most of you, if you open the Materia Medica, you'd run and scream and hide because it's too complex. So scroll down there a little bit, Super Don, if you don't mind, so we can get that document up. The origin of calcarb derived from the inner layer of oyster shells. Calcium carbonate. It's processed and potentized to create this versatile homeopathic remedy. Now, when we talk about processing something that is not water-soluble, you can't dilute in water initially, so you have to triturate. Remember the old mortar and pestle? You have to grind it up, usually with lactose or sucrose powder. Grind it, grind it, grind it. A number of steps, and it's it's written about in the homeopathic pharmacopoeia. No, this is actually, yeah, the homeopathic pharmacopoeia of the United States indicates it, and most of the world does the same thing. And then eventually you can... Uh, utilize liquid dilutions over over the course of time uh, as you get more dilute through the process of trituration. Those of you who are into chemistry. So key characteristics, physical, calc carb, commonly used for conditions affecting bones and teeth, such as dental issues and growing pains in children. You ever remember having growing pains? I know it's been a long time. Calc carb is a great remedy for that. Also affected women for some menstrual irregularities and digestive problems. Again, this is just the tip of the iceberg, but giving you an entryway to go, oh, I'm interested. Let me look into that some more. Mental focus, individuals needing calcarb may be cautious, anxious about health, and generally resistant to change, aka stubborn. Now, calcarb isn't the only remedy for stubborn people, but it has in its uh, indications. So you might consider that as part of the side of what is a person like, you know, maybe calcarb could help. So let's go into primary uses, this next phase down here. Most people encounter this remedy dealing with bone and dental health issues. 
growing pains we've mentioned, dental cavities, interesting, bone fractures. Um, and that brings to light other remedies as well in a moment because we always do relation, related remedies. For women, menstrual issues, uh, sometimes it's indicated for menstrual irregularities, including heavy or painful periods. So have you tried calcarb? Okay. May not be, but hey, it's an entry point and you can start digging deeper on the symptoms and other remedies that might help you. And digestive problems, indigestion, heartburn, constipation, calcium, uh, calcarb in this case. So when we go to dosages and potencies, I will always refer or defer to your homeopath of choice or your experience because there's not one right potency. I know that people will argue about it, but the right remedy is key. Potency to me is secondary. Now, lower attenuations or potencies is what I tend to defer to for self-help. 6X to 30C, 12X, 12C, 24C, whatever you get. Suitable for, you know, ongoing self-help for a lot of things, including dental issues or menstrual cramps. If you want to go into the higher uh, potencies or attenuation, 200C, 1M or beyond, you know, this is getting into constitutional treatment. You might want to consult with a homeopath. I'd recommend it in that case. Now, here are the complementary remedies. So these are often indicated in the materia medical say, also look at this, also look at this. And some of these things are pretty basic. Sometimes I'll add into this mix uh, my own experience here. Now, Cilicia, which Super Don reminded me, we did cover Cilicia in an early homeopathic hit. It's often used after calc carb for completing the healing process, especially in bone and dental conditions. Cilicia, silica right? Silicon in a homeopathic form. Now, here's an interesting one. I love that, that that's uh, connected. Nux vomica. Now, you get into calcarb's digestive indigestion issues. And, you know, Nux vomica addresses stomach issues. You can address uh, uh, feeling hungover, things like that. But remember, Nux vomica is also a, a liver polycrest. So like I talk about Bryonia all the time, you can use Nux vomica as a first order and then follow up with calcarb in these situations, even for menstrual issues. And then another calc, calc floor, calcarea floricum, one of the cell salts also indicated for tooth and bone health or strength, calc floor. And then I add again, some phytum, and we see uh, my friend Tia is in the, in the chat room right now. She used comfrey, some phytum, because she had severe bone breaks and fractures. And this is a part of the accelerated recovery associated with calc carb critical remedy for bone uh, fracture recovery and acceleration. Now, if you're dealing with tooth issues and I got a question today coming up, I'm going to give you some minerals as well, non-homeopathic, but complementary. But calcarb, because it's homeopathic, safe, not a problem. But if you're dealing with chronic or severe conditions, please consult with your healthcare professional of choice. And remember, this is not to replace, you know, going to a doctor if you feel like you need to. These homeopathic hits are just brief introductions and there's more comprehensiveness in the Materia Medica various materials, Medica, that you can find. And this is educational and informational purposes only. It's not directing you to do anything, but to try and help you to see that there are other options when you didn't know it. So thank you all for the homeopathic hit calc carb today. This is a Materia Medica. Like you said, look how thick that is and how small the writing is, why you might go, oh, that's too much. And why Super Don <laughs> is doing such a great job getting you these um, homeopathic hits in the written form so you can study further and say, hey, I want to go further and eh, not interested. But you're not going to be harmed by reading like two pages is it like two or three pages at most uh yeah two two at the most i think um yeah, depends on how much more you add to it but nice brief hit so yeah. we have a question of the day related to this particular homeopathic hit do we not uh we do and this is coming from dina all right pull that up on the screen for me thank you 
says, hey, Dr. Powell, we just spoke on the phone. I don't know when this was, Dina. I think it came through last week and I couldn't, I lost it. I don't know, among other things. <laughs> Wasn't sure if it's okay to call you back. I have additional questions. We discussed using the Sovereign Copper rinse to heal my gums. I relayed I have dry mouth likely due to irritation and inflammation. I'm developing a cavity in the tooth that was developing caries due to cancer treatment and that I was able to successfully remineralize with a regimen approved by my dentist that also include fluoride, hydroxyapatite, we elevated, uh, with elevated pH toothpaste. Again, I'm not a fan of fluoride, obviously, but calc floor and calc carb are considered what? Bone and teeth. So doing the homeopathic remedy in this case could be an adjunct, a safer adjunct for you. She says, do you have any recommendations for remineralization? Yes. Do you know that the uh, missing link that you can get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com? Not a doc used to tell us how you could open up the capsule from the missing link. It's a little powder, mineral, kind of fulvic, humic acid, everything combined, and pack it into the area where you may have uh, dental caries or a cavity, and over time, possibly remineralize the tooth. So that is something I would say, go to Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. He's at 866-424-1077, 866-424-1077, and use the code RSB5 when you disc, when you check out for a discount and yet get the um, the uh, missing link. Was there anything else in that uh, thing? Let's see. Also, I take supplements. Is this a problem with using the Sovereign Copper Rinse? No, there's no problem with that. Just use it on a clean mouth. And you can use the Sovereign Silver to rinse as well. Both of those have similar properties in terms of downregulation of tissue inflammation and even upregulation of regeneration. Copper works more systemically and it's critical for a lot of connective tissue where silver is, you know, antimicrobial and upregulating healing of tissue as well at the point of foci or the area you deliver it to. So how's that? We got through the homeopathic hit pretty well today and had a question that they didn't know it was related to today's homeopathic hit. Isn't it weird how that works out? You're amazing. It's, you, well, that, that wasn't even me. That was you. you. You are the miracle. You're the one that brought that one to my attention. Oh, I, I we did. We talked about it. I saw that. That's hey, right. that's related so, to this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a phenomenon that extends itself to the whole show. I think it's like <clears throat> divine spirit using the opportunity like we didn't do before to take advantage of used by doing these homeopathic hits, how it's opening up a lot of cool things for people to go, oh, I didn't know. And you can get these remedies. These are so cheap. I wish we had an affiliate link. So we could help also help benefit for doing we this. We should try and look. Yeah, we should look for one. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can look around to find something that and see, make sure that, you know, it's it's of good quality. Right. And um, remember, you don't have to use one remedy at a time. And I know that the the uh, the uh, dogmatic homeopaths of the classical variety think that Hahnemann only said one at a time because of the organon and all the backstories. But he began to modify his treatment. I mentioned this the other day uh, with sulfur, homeopathic sulfur hit of the day. Uh, about how he changed his methodology uh, among the high society elite, wealthy elite, chronically ill, lifestyle wrong, uh, people of Paris, right? And they said, "Oh no, he's just going crazy. He's 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 uh, he's old. He doesn't know it anymore." It's like, dude, he's the guy. He cared more about healing than dogma, even though he sent out these dogmatic. This is how you do it. And there's nothing wrong with doing single remedies. I'm not opposed to that. Constitutional prescribed. Not opposed to that. But the point is, the body has a capacity to utilize information far beyond our intellect. And I think homeopaths sometimes forget that. I know I'm going to make homeopathic enemies. Never my intention to do that. But it's funny how everybody. <laughs> you every don't ever want never. to make a homeopathic uh, yeah. enemy. Now, Monday. Yeah. Monday is one I have never heard of before. Ooh. 
Staphysagria. What is that? Uh, it's not sangria, I promise. We'll get to that. That's a remedy I've used before. Okay. But it's not one we've brought up a lot. So Staphysagria no. is, is for Monday. So look And this is to the, that. kind of the funny thing is that because I and, and this is I'm just this is the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Um I've got 3 months worth of 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 remedies uh that you know on a list. Yeah. And we're going to be hit stuff we've never, I've never heard of. We've never talked about on this show before, which I think yeah. is going to be kind of fun. Dude, that's going to be fun. It is. Yeah. Uh, I know there might be some more questions of the day. I don't know if we want to squeeze them in or wait till the next show. Also, uh, we'll Sunday save those for Monday. Okay. Sunday yeah. conversations. We're, we're working on that. If you guys have recommendations for people you want to interview, me to interview for a Sunday conversation, you know, they go kind of deeper into the spiritual stuff, belief systems, why you believe it's not trying to proselytize. So I know people like to do that, and I understand why, but it's not my intent to do that. It's to share people's passion, their belief system, and maybe it inspires you to become, you know, a, a, a greater spiritual being. That would be my hope, no matter what. I'm not trying to tell you what's the right path for you. That's between you and God. And uh, it, and people that share their faith, they do so because they love what they have gotten from their faith and, and their belief and their actions with it. And that's why I love to hear it. And it might be radically different. You might be offended sometimes by the interviews I do, uh, but it isn't my intent to, uh, to um, offend, but I recognize there's a plurality of beliefs out there, including if you were to go into Christianity, how many people that claim to be Christians believe the same exact thing about it. It's all different y'all. And yeah, there's some basic things, but I love to be able to find out why people believe what they believe. So for me, it's a fun thing. And and many of you have told told me that you do dig it. And I appreciate that because I'm sensitive to that. I don't like to proselytize. I do like to share information and share people who are loving, love their faith and live it. That's fun for me too. So hope you enjoy it. All right. What else we got to do before we wrap up here? We're almost in the bonus round, I think. Almost there. Um... There was one story that we we had kind of just set aside mm-hmm. um, that we were making room for a question of the day, and it had to do with, I, I guess you could say, uh, it's a moment of duh. You 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 probably would want to make it a really? moment of duh. A moment but it's, of duh. It, it's uh, the headline is artificially sweetened ultra processed foods linked to depression in women. This is not a new thing. We have talked mm-hmm. about other stories similar to this. Yeah. Um. I think it's interesting, though, that on top, because I think the stories that we covered before were talking about ultra-processed foods. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Now they're throwing in their Artificial artificially genius. sweetened, yeah. uh, you, you know, adding insult to injury, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, linking right? to depression, yeah. Development of depression, Dude, according to a new study. I'm looking at all these foods in this thing, and, uh, you know, my standard American food diet upbringing, I'm like, I still like the stuff, you know, for my memory. I mean, I don't eat the garbage anymore, but... Uh, and now today I am fasting and I'm feeling it too with the metabolism of going through that crazy bike ride I did on the mountain and sludging down in the mud. Uh, I was out there last night after the ride. It was like in the 50s degrees and we've been, you know, summer. And so suddenly a shift, it wasn't 30s like you were in Super D, but I'm out there with the hose hosing off this, uh, the mud that's caked on. I'm like, Oh, I just was like, I got to get this stuff clean or else it's going to turn into a brick on my bike. And I just got this thing. So yeah, that was wild. So anyway, I'm ready to break the fast, although it's not time yet. I've got a plan for later. Uh, we got to break the show, though. We got to break the show. All right. We got to break, break the, show. the show and yes. be back with the bonus round after this, because the power to heal is yours. 
we were just talking about copper this hour or the first hour uh, because we were talking about electro agriculture, electroculture, and uh, Steve uh, just signed on. And he says, I finally tuned in. Internet service was disabled when thieves cut and stole the AT&T copper cabling on the utility pole Thursday at 2.15 a.m. Oh, Unfortunately, geez. the fiber cable is hung on thick copper cable, so it was damaged as well. Uh, of course, we're talking about eight bucks a, a pound, apparently, of this stuff. Uh, yeah. it, it, thieves are targeting copper. so It is a thing. Yeah. Um, you see that a lot. It's, it's Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's it very, tells you what's going on with the economy with the Federal Reserve note dollar. Folks, yep. socialism is not going to save you. It's a trap. The promise of universal basic income is a trap to enslave you. You know, if, if I could say a prayer, and I don't try to direct God uh, in that way, but boy, grant us the wisdom or allow us to get the stuff out of the way so we can see this devastating future if we fall prey to relying on the government solutions to the problems that government creates. Yep. Yep. The copper thing is a real thing. Um, I've, I've read stories over the years where people will, uh, this is terrible. It's terrible. And a lot of this has to do with drug addiction. I I hate to say it, but it's true that, you know, people are just trying to get money. Right. Yep. And, uh, they will steal. They will go into cemeteries and steal the the copper yeah. vases. You know that the flowers right. go into. Yeah. They will uh, now. I I don't know if it's copper, but I know that catalytic converters. You know the catalytic converter on the cars. Yeah. Platinum. Yeah. That that they, they will they will literally just crawl under a car with a sawzall. Cut and out just, and, yeah. and just take off with the catalytic converters from the cars and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy, but well, you t- you see a wholesale breakdown in society when uh, the government has been thieving from you and all of us for uh, decades, maybe century or more, and then you, people are left with desperate. Well, I can't get ahead with honesty. That's not being rewarded, so I'll just become a thief like them. But that's the abandonment of our spiritual selves and our relationship to the divine that no matter what the outside world looks like, if you have the faith and the courage to live your faith, I this is my belief system, Super Don. God always finds a way to meet you. Yeah. If you have the integrity, the courage, your convictions. Like I've said all those years ago, remember my journey to health going organic back when it was bean sprouts and tofu and not much else? And the, and the amount of money you would have to spend on... Uh, on this stuff was a lot, a lot different than now where, you know, sometimes the organic is the same price or cheaper depending on Costco and stuff. Right. And well, I it's was come like, down hey, way, way down in the price. end of every month. Yeah. I've ended up with the same amount of money. I can't explain it mathematically, but if you invest yeah. in you, God, spirit, whatever you believe will meet you there. But if you have a doubt, if you don't believe, then, you know, it will manifest accordingly as well. Who's connected yeah. there. It says MF. Well, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson has this famous saying, you know, yes. that it's, it's MF. Yeah. No, it's not Samuel L. Jackson. Actually, th- that's Mike Phillip. I, I gave oh. him the link of who we were going to chat when the show is over, but but he just kind of like Mike. barged in and crashed the, the party here. That's funny. Hi, Mike. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? It's good to see you, Robert. Good to see you too. Uh, I think we were going to ask you, I was just talking about my Sunday conversations that I, that I do on the show. I pre-record them. And, you know, they're, they're faith-based discussions. They're not proselytizing discussions. They're about, you know, why you believe what you believe, what your journey has been to inspire others back to God and 
the various ways that people are drawn back into it. I didn't know if you're up up for that. God, that. That, that, I would absolutely love he to never, do that. He, ne- uh, he, he never talks about stuff like that. that that's that just right? completely <laughs> foreign to him. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's, it's a funny story since since he's on. And so we'll, I don't we'll remember just... Mike that back in the day <laughs> when we first met Mike. That wasn't his thing, to my memory. No, you know, I I've known Mike now. How long have we been 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 working? To I mean, not not as much now as we were in the past, but. But, but I mean, has it been, how long has it been? It's been like, what, six, seven, eight years, something like that? Something like that, yeah. I've been with Mojo 5.0 about four and a half years. And uh, before that, we were with GCN for right. uh, probably about three or so, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. So here's the story. Different here's kind the, of, uh, of radio then. Here's the story. Here, let, yeah. bear, humor me for just a moment here. Okay. So I don't honestly, I don't even remember how we, it's been so long. I don't remember how we met. Oh, wait a minute. It was through, it was, uh, uh, professor Mike yeah. was a fan of our show, Robert. Okay. And professor Mike was, was, was one of the sidekick guys on the show. Um, and he told Mike Phillip about me Okay. <laughs> for some reason he liked me. And yeah, so he was just why. like, we need to get Super Don on the show. Am I, cool. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm going off the reservation. That's right. They were coming after you as a guest. I was like, that's what, what Yeah, it was. And I was just kind of like, okay. But my chopped liver no, was all right, Fine. So I, I ended up hooking up with, with, with Mike and uh, we ended up, you know, doing, we tried various things. Uh, you know, we initially tried to start a, a show that was more of kind of like a morning zoo, kind of like, you know, silly, covering the news of the day, but, you know, kind of irreverently. Um, and it it worked sometimes and then other times it didn't. And it was kind of we, we kind of like we're trying to find ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And then years later, after, you know, doing this and we got in trouble with GCN, it was pretty funny. There was a, a song that we use as a bumper. And in the song, it had the emergency broadcast system sound in it. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. it, it was just an oversight. Didn't really think Oops. about it. But you can't you, do that. George over at GCN mm-hmm. uh, had, had a, just a, a, a head explosion. Yeah. And suddenly we weren't on GCN anymore. <laughs> so anyway, wow. in the process, Mike, we're having conversations. And Mike and I were having this conversation one time. And I told Mike, I said, listen, you know, when it comes to radio, the best radio hosts out there mm-hmm. are the genuine ones where they just are themselves rather than trying to put on an act, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. It's, you know, the, the ones that do the best out there are the ones that are genuine because people can, they, they can pick up right. on that. Right. Like when I, like when I say all the homeopathic hits are here on the Robert Scott Bell show. That's yeah, so totally. Yeah. So I, you know, I was just like, dude, just be yourself, be who you are, you know? So, this period of time goes by, right? And we didn't really c- communicate a whole lot. Mm-hmm. We were just doing stuff online. You know, I was sending him stuff, you know, the Dropbox folder with stuff like that. And then it had been a while since we talked. And so I'm like, I wonder what Mike's doing. So I tune into his show. Mm-hmm. And it's like a it's like a, a, a church sermon going on. And I'm like, who's that? What is this? <laughs> so I'm like listening. I'm like, Wow. I mean, this is not what I was expecting to hear when I turned on the radio. Uh, but at the same time, I was just like, man, this is this is Mike. I mean, he's God, he's good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell this. This is like this is who he is. So let me ask Mike, did did all this happen because of Super Don? Was he the catalyst? You can say it if it isn't. 
Uh, he was part of it, definitely. He he was uh, a road sign, if you will, and, and a definite part of it. And I learned a lot of really great things having Don around back in my GCN days because – uh, as you well know, Don, I, I think that more people in uh, what they call alternative media, I guess, I'm an actual trained broadcaster. I grew up in radio stations. I went to school for it. I was a, a newsman. I, uh, But you know what I mean? Uh, Don uh, taught me how to vet stories properly and things like that because I started getting all um, – mm-hmm kind of cross between Art Bell and, and Alex Jones, where you would just see a headline and jump Jumping. down the rabbit hole. And, and Don would say, all right, all right, whoa, 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 what's your source on this? And, right. and uh, so he, he, he balanced me out real good in those years. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome. an absolute honor to ha- having Don working uh, with American Oc Radio. Thanks for sharing with us, Robert. Dude, no, I'm, I'm happy to hear the backstory. So here's the question as we're, you know, in the bonus round, wrapping it up. Um, if you want to connect right after the show, if you've got time, we can record a, a Sunday conversation building on what we've just learned a little bit about, which I think there's a fascinating series of stories behind that. That could be fun. Let's do it. Well, and All let right? me give you just a little bit more backstory here. Um, I got an email uh, a while ago here from mm-hmm. Beth, one of our listeners. Okay. And Beth says, here's, here's the email I'm going to read. It. it says, hi, Robert and Super Don. On this past Wednesday show during the bonus round, Robert asked for suggested guests for future Sunday conversation shows. I wanted to suggest as a guest Mike Phillip from American Oak Radio. I started listening to Mike Phillip a few months ago when Super Don mentioned that he had worked with Mike Phillip in the past. I checked Mike Phillip's show out, and I liked it. I found Mike Phillip on his Rumble uh, channel and his website, uh, web links below. She said, thank you for your consideration. That's from Beth. So, so yeah, we do take requests. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) So I I think it would be a great conversation. So, um, Robert, when would you want to record like after the show today or you want to do it tomorrow? Um, No, I'm, I'm in a rhythm. If we can do the bottom of the hour, if you got time, uh, we could, uh, crank it up. It's a 56 minute straight interview long form. If you're up, I'll be there. Sweet. Okay. So, so uh, same link that I sent you. Yeah. Um, and uh, you'll be in your studio, I'm assuming. I will. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll probably be similar to what you're looking at right now here. So, okay. All right. Yeah. That Sounds works. good. All right. Cool, Mike. All right. I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. Fun. thanks, Mike, for dropping in like that. That's awesome. All right. I was like, what the heck, MF? What What is going on there? <laughs> I didn't realize he was going to connect right away. But, That's so uh, funny. All right. All right. Cool. Well, boys and girls, uh, another great week, an extraordinary week, actually. Uh, I've hardly had time to catch my breath since coming off of the Vegas event and everything else. And we got next week the Houston event uh, for Healing Strong. Uh, shout out to everybody that's going to be joining us there. Um, there's a whole lot more up upcoming. We got the uh, um, the Nutritional Frontiers Pittsburgh professional training event. If they have space left, go to nutritionalfrontiers.com. That's October 6th through 8th. We've got set the uh, uh, 6th and 7th Your Health Freedom Gallon Symposium that I'll be speaking at with uh, Jared St. Clair and others. Uh, these are all in the upcoming events tab at robertscabell.com. Then before we know it, we're going to be at the uh, Trinity Health Freedom Expo outside of Chicago, October 14th through 15th. And we got Brian Artis. He's going to be doing amazing things. We're going to have a great time there. Um, there's more events coming up. You just check it out, including the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, Scottsdale specifically, uh, Jack Wilson, um, Brian Artis, I mean, uh, Judy Mikovits. I mean, I, everybody's on this list is a great, great uh, participant. It's going to be amazing. 
Uh, so check that out, upcoming events tab. Sign up for the newsletter if you don't mind, robertscabbell.com. It's free. We don't sell you uh, uh, your, your information or anything like that. Um, we do have the Zoom AMA for our patrons. Please consider becoming a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. It goes a long way to help us through little things that you never know when you need. Uh, so thank you for that. I'll do the Zoom invite uh, after the show today real quick to get that set up so Super Don can put it up on our patron page. And as little as five bucks a month, you can even pay a whole year in advance if you don't like the monthly thing. That's cool that they've added that. And you get a and, discount when you do that. That's why a lot of people do it. Yeah. 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 And in that case, then sign up for the next level up. There you yep. go. <laughs> so any other announcements before we wrap up today super d anybody i forgot oh to mention i think no maybe jack wolfson no yeah i mentioned him oh dr jack james lines wilder and ipac-edu.org i sent a couple of emails to you didn't i mm -hmm. that, that are really up 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 some fantastic news at ipac let me just see if i can do that because i want to make sure you guys know about this where did i send them here there's a sub stack there it is a popular rational and two of them i wanted to mention uh, one is uh, head, headline Life Medicine, Dr. Rob Verkirk, our good friend, first class session, the first and free class meeting video, plus how to sign up. Uh, and there's a coupon code, 50% off. Use the code GREEN. If you have that, you can show the up on the screen here. I'll drop it back in to make it easy for you, Super D, if you don't mind. I got it in here. Oh, you got it? Okay, cool. Well, anyway, that's uh, Robert Verkirk from the Alliance for Natural Health, UK International, and UA USA as well. And uh, you can register now for Life Medicine. It's a new paradigm for multi-system health regeneration, the NH course, also now through ipac-edu.org. Registration closes October the 15th. This is one for the ages, folks. Dr. Verkirk is a good friend of mine and one of the most brilliant PhDs you'll ever meet. And he does use the sense that God gave him. He has not abandoned it. And he is just, just absolutely a delight. That's an understatement, what I would say about Rob Verkirk. Nothing I could say but awesome. And you guys consider that 50% off coupon code green. This is the other there. one here. The other one here is an update. Dr. Vanden Bosch, uh, his course is now at 1 p.m. ET. It starts in four days. Registration is also open until October 15th. Geert Vanden Bosch course now scheduled starting at 1 p.m. The Immune Biology of Natural and Immune Escape, Pandemics, Epidemics, it's going to start Wednesday, September 27th. That was, uh, well, that's, when is that? That's next week, right? Yeah. Five days from now when you're hearing this. IPAC-EDU.org, registration for the full course description. And there are monthly plans available. Again, the things that you get to learn through IPAC. Good Lord, it's so impressive. I wanted to get Jack on today. I don't think he was available, but uh, maybe next week we can get him on if, uh, if his availability opens up. Because I want to let you know about all the amazing classes. And they're all really affordable amazing stuff so check that out compared to going to like to a college or something well like that, and you won't yeah. learn a fraction of the reality of the science right. that they bring right. at ipac so ipac-edu.org so just that quick reminder as we wrap up today's broadcast head into the weekend looks like mike phillips going to be my sunday conversation so i got to take a break and i'll be back to get that done and super don well done my friend amazing right. week including and starting with whew, could have been in the end, everything, but we did it. Three hours plus <laughs> telethon on Monday for Jonathan Emord with Mike Adams through Brady. Rumor has Tom it we may we may be trying to do a part two, uh, a, a sequel to that at some point. Unreal. Huh? Wow. Yeah, we'll see. All right. We'll see what happens. Thank you all for being here. God bless you. Power to heal is yours. <laughs>